A world in ruins and brothers betrayed. The vengeful spirit has finally left the orbit of Istvan III. Countless brother Astartes lay cold in the ground, betrayed by their own gene fathers. Whatever has possessed the minds of these four sons of the Emperor, we may never know. However, reports abound of a ship under fire jumping into the warp away from the fleet may yet be a herald of light in these darkest of times. Stay tuned, brothers. Radio Free Istvan will continue to broadcast updates on the movements of the Trader Warmaster. And remember, the Emperor protects. What's going on, Radio Free Istvan listeners? And welcome to episode 39 of Radio Free Istvan, a 30K Horus Heresy podcast. Uh, my name is Michael. And I got my co-host Ryan here. He's over there painting an ambulance, so... Hopefully. What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm painting an ambulance. <laughs> Are you trying to say I'm ignoring you? I'm slowly you freak me out. You have, you have the stagmata. Or the stigmata. The stagmata. The stigmata. Yeah. Try to slowly, slowly creep out and give away your list. <laughs> like if they if they piece together all the episodes. I'll, po- I'll, I'll post it up. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Just kidding. Welcome to Ready for Instagram, guys. Uh, we got a pretty nice little show for you. Let me give you the notes here so you can know whether or not to turn off the, the episode <laughs> this early on. So we do our intro as normal. Uh, we got some hobby progress we're going to go over, which I think Ryan's is going to be exactly the same. I think you said that last week. Black Shields. Yep, paint, painted more Black Shields. <laughs> well, I got some stuff I worked on, so we're good. I finished some Terminators. You got you can We can post pictures of those up if you want. I send them to you if you want to post them. You can. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Oh, I will. They're going to get posted. So then we got some voicemails coming up after that. Uh, after the voicemails, we're going to go over some emails and comments we got that were posted up on uh, uh, up on our Facebook and sent us an email. And apparently text message to us for, for over our number. I didn't know y'all could do that. The thing I, I sent right a text, I said, Nature finds a way. Like I don't like people will people will find new ways to get a hold of us. So yeah, apparently you could text our number, guys. Didn't know that. Pretty cool. Uh then we have an Iron Warriors three thousand point hammer of Olympia list, a Raven Guard twenty five hundred point decapitation strike list, a Salamanders fifteen hundred point Zone Mortalis. Do you remember the right of war for that list? Oh, I guess there wouldn't be. The okay. Zone Mortalis right of war. The Zone Mortalis right of war. And then the word a word bearers two thousand point last of the restored sun list that uh, Ryan has a little chub for so we'll go over yeah. that it's pretty good so I guess for starters Ryan man you look like uh, looks like you've been doing a lot of hobby progress based on well doing a lot of that and writing a lot of lists we get a lot of lists nowadays. <laughs> So, uh, how many how many came over the pipe this week? Like eight, nine? Oh, more than that, because there's some you didn't even see. I had people, yeah, about a dozen. So we get a dozen list, guys. So check this out, guys. <laughs> Ryan is in a crunch time right now for his uh, <laughs> for his. Stiff list slash Adepticon list. Well, I've already... My Adepticon's done because I got my Blood Angels done. They're done. This is just for Stiff. I'm on to Stiff. 
So every time Ryan has to make a list or work on a list, he kind of he kind of has to put off his painting. And I have actually never seen Ryan not painting. So like he he goes out of his way. So he's not gonna ask. So I'm gonna ask for you guys. Nah, we're good. I can do the list. I just have to do it like while I'm playing with my dog in the yard or while I'm taking a shit or while I'm in the car with my wife or (laughs) all the time. (laughs) So I literally did nothing but like I was eating dinner, writing lists, grilling hot dogs, writing lists in the yard with the dog, writing lists. So (laughs) one of these days, that little brain here is going to blow up. (laughs) I'm just going to hear a, it'll be, uh Oh, once, (laughs) once we get through, once we get through stiff, It'll be fine. Like, because when we first started the show, like, because what I normally do, if I'm not, like, in a painting crunch time like I'm now, where I have to, like, devote so much time to painting to have any chance of getting it done, I will, because I get, like, you know, several hours a day to paint, as the guys, because they don't all come in the same day. So, say, like, we get two lists or whatever, I'll just immediately knock them out. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, just do the list, and then whatever time is left of that, that I'll paint. No big deal. And then the next day, maybe another list comes in. I'll knock it out real quick, and then paint. I have to get these black shields done, and I, like, literally, I have a calendar of days left with a counter of models left to paint. And I'm trying, I'm looking at the models left to paint the days, and I'm trying to judge, well, I can get this many done in this many days. I've done these, and... It's like some beautiful mind fucking post-it note on a wall shit I've got figured out. And I'm like right on the edge. Like there's no there's <laughs> no fucking time. Like I cannot back off a little bit. It's got to be full fucking throttle or it's just not going to happen. So I don't have time to cut into my painting by writing lists. So I've had to push that into other aspects. You know, basically do the list writing when I'm doing shit that's not painting. But, you know, when you're married and you have other adult obligations, it usually means it's overlapping with something else. <laughs> well, do you sleep? Not very much. Cut that I've out. always been bad at sleeping. <laughs> Cut that I shit only out sleep. I probably only average about five hours of sleep a night. I actually stayed up. It's funny you asked that. I came home last night. Uh... There was a model I was like, I need to fresh start on Monday. So I had half of one of these Terminators done. So I worked on it, the Terminator, till about 1 o'clock to get it done. So that I could have a fresh slate on Monday to start on a fresh model. Then I came home and stayed up till 3 in the morning last night just writing lists. <laughs> and then went to bed. So I went to bed at like 3.30. And then I had to get, then obviously you know, get up at nine to let the dog out, play with the dog, take a shower, all that, and then record. <laughs> Dedication, bro. You're so, you're so dedicated. Well, it is what is it is. There anything, is there anything that they can add in their list when that they send you that would help you at all? No. I mean, because it, it's hard to say, because like, a lot of people can't go back and listen to the old episodes. The only problem I have is like some of the times I feel like we kind of get the same similar shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's like, well, we've already wrote like five coils of the hydras list. Like, can you not go back and just listen to the other five that we've done and just kind of like 
take the ones you will like from each one and put in there. Or, but it's hard to ask people to go back and listen to like a backlog of 30 episodes and remember. So I thought of this the other day. This is the first time I'm approaching you with this. This may be a crazy idea. I'm actually considering once once we get through stiff and I'm not on this like, you know, I, I'm not like in frazzled mode like I am now. I, I am going to go back and listen to all of our episodes, just the part where we do the list and rewrite all the lists and have a library of lists and have all the lists like that we've ever done on the show in one spot somewhere. You can post on a web page, whatever, where people can click and I'll have a brief summary. Like this is a Imperial Fist uh, and then give the right of war and then put a little fluff blurb like this was written to... Because I remember, like, the first list I ever did, I can still remember on the show, the first list I ever did on a show was an Imperial Fist drop orbital assault list, but it, I couldn't put drop pods in it because he was trying to make it a theme of this is a force that would board an enemy ship. <laughs> yeah. So remember, yeah, okay. we did that with all uh, teleportation and dread claws. Because so drop I'll pods put, will like, slam across the side of the ship. Yeah. So stuff like that. Like, I'll just put, like, this This is what it is, technically, and then here's the fluff behind my idea of why I came up with why I came up with it, and then here's the list. And literally do that for every list that we've ever done. You know what? I will get a guy right now. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I could fiver somebody to listen to all the... <laughs> like, <laughs> fiver... No, I'll, I'll, get... <laughs> I'll do it because... Here's the thing, because since we started... I started doing lists... The new red book has come out, which changed a bunch of units. And then you have the FAQ came out, which changed all the melt bomb shit. You've had several things come out. So some of the lists I'll probably I'll have to fix or things aren't legal anymore or don't work the way they used to. And I'll make little tweaks and I'll actually I'll put a little notation in there that was like not original list on show. Like here's an asterisk like was changed due to this. Okay. I will find the easiest platform to make this possible. Where would we post something? Wise. Probably have to get. Do you like think a that's word. a good idea? Even do you think that's a good idea? Even. Yeah, man. If you, I mean, like, look. What I'll do is I'll do a blogspot website for you. Get it done for the RFI 30K show. Like, get like we'll get it done, and then that way all you have to do I'll give you like admin privileges so you can just go in and edit the post. And all you have to do is just copy. Does Quartermaster offer HTML? I think they do. Yeah. This sounds fucking complicated. I think I'll just write all the lists and send them to you, and then you can post them. <laughs> well, like, okay, that's fine. That works too. <laughs> you said a you, you said some letters that I don't know what they mean together. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking syllables and whatever. Like, yeah. All right, I'll get it. Can, can I eat it? Can I eat it? Can I fuck it? Is it 30K? No, well, I probably don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll get a I'll get a website set up. I'll do that today. And by do that today, well, I mean I'll you don't have hire. To, no hurry, because I can't. This is like, this. no way this is happening until after Stiff ends. There's just no way. Because it's going to take me you know, quite a while to go back and listen to all those lists and recreate them and type them all out or do whatever I need to do. Okay. I'll get it figured out. No worries, buddy. 
We'll get you taken care of. Dang, dude, I just got caught up looking at this grenade launcher from the destroyer's kit. I want I want a guy holding two of those, one in each hand, just... Doo, 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 doo. Well, the, <laughs> the rocket launcher with suspensor web. That'd be so fucking badass. But the idea is, once that's up, people can go through the library and see stuff, and then we don't get the same, like, you know, right? Be coils of the hydralis when I've wrote countless coils of the hydralis, that kind of thing. Yeah. I kind of want to do, like, because I want to have a website that, like, people can go to and, like, vote on stuff, kind of like the survey we did, except, like, real time. And there was a podcast that I used to listen to called The Biggest Problems in the Universe with Maddox. Okay. And that's how they used to do it. Like, they used to um, have this, like, live website that you could vote up and down problems. And I just I want to do that with, uh, with units. So, like, whenever you use a unit, you just go click up. Like, click, I use this. And then, like, I don't use that. Click down. And then, like, it'll be, like, this, like, live list of, like, units people use. That's another venture. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, And I don't even know, I mean, I don't know. I would think that the, do you think people would, like, check that list library out, or am I wasting my time? No, I think they would. A, a certified Ryan Kimmel list? Yeah. Certified. Like it's um, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I don't know. So hobby progress, man. Well, we're there. So I finished. I have a fully finished Marauder squad. So I got I got a whole Marauder squad done, and I fit. I finished the last couple models for it, and then I started on the Terminator squad, a five man Terminator squad, and finished all of it. And then I got my bases in the other day. So that's really it. So I've just been painting infantry. So I finished off one squad I had started and then finished a, a whole new squad since we last recorded. <laughs> Sounds fantastic, man. They look great. So I'm glad we're going to post up pictures. You got your hardcore dancing, Terminators, and yeah, some sweet-ass fucking Marauders. So. Um, I got pictures of the Marauders here. I don't know if I sent them to you. Maybe I did in the past. I don't remember. You said you had a full full anvil list full of Marauders now. Uh, yeah, the anvil list isn't done. I'm working on it currently as we talk about. Yeah, I think that was a text you sent me. You said like I have a full one anvil list full now, and you sent me that message. So yeah, we'll post those pictures up too. Let's see here. I completely ignored like all my stiff and stiff preparation and Adepticon preparation. And Why would together, you do that? of jump marines. There's some uh, more pictures for you. Because <clears throat> I got a new compressor in. A monster of a compressor. Dual piston with the like tank on it and everything. Just massive compressor pc global or probably tc tcp go that's the one i have i think i have the same compressor 
I don't know. I don't know if you can see it. It's over there on the ground, like right there. Boop. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Yep, that's it. Same one. I have the exact same one. I didn't realize how big it was going to be. I have, the, I, I have one of those, and then I have the same one that's a single piston that my wife has at the shop for airbrushing there. Yeah. Yeah, that's because there's that there's that one, and then there's the, there's two ones that are basically the same. One is just a dual piston, one's a single. Yeah, so I I have originally had the single piston without the extra air tank, and then I was like, you know what, I want to paint like Samson and Kimmel, and so I'm gonna get me a better compressor. I'm gonna just start over with the airbrush. So I ordered another Badger with like the detail kit. And then I ordered that compressor, and they all came in at the same time. And I was like, I'm going to work on Blood Angels. And so I have 40 Assault Marines to put together, 10 Destroyers. And so I just, like, went to town. I put together all 10 of the Destroyers with jump packs. I put together 20 Assault Marines with jump packs. And then at the same time, Pretty had an order that I had ordered a, a while back that came in. That was a bunch of Phoenix Terminators for me for, like, another project. And so I put together three Phoenix Terminators with cataphract arms. They don't look too bad. Did I send you pictures of those? Phoenix Terminators with cataphract arms. I don't I don't think so. Yeah. They're going to be just cataphract Terminators, but I didn't want them to look like... Uh, I, I finally figured out. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I didn't want them to look all like not emperor's childreny. So I'm going to run a unit of Phoenix Terminators in this army, but I'm also going to run two Cataphracta Terminator units in there. But I kind of wanted them to all look the same, right? And then uh, I'm going to try something crazy out with their paint scheme. Man, I found about this paint called Modo M O D O. It's okay. like a. It's like. What do you call it? Gundam paint for Gundam wing? G- Gundam paint? Okay. Yeah, What's dude. it supposed to do? Uh, let me show you. The is it Moto? Am I saying that right? Yeah, Gaia Modem. Gaia Modo. It's like some like I feel like I'm talking about a like what do you call it? Uh, like steroids. It's like, nah, man, it's a sure, shit from Japan. Right? It's a shit from Japan, man. <laughs> I sent you a picture. It's MK39. By the way, you don't, you don't want to airbrush like me. You want to airbrush like Samson. I'm like fucking caveman hitting a, like a tortoise with a rock compared to Samson with an airbrush. I have like zero airbrush skills. I Look, just use it to base coat. Well, that's the level that I need to get to. I need to get to base coat level. Like that's where I'm at right now. I need an MKA painting cast so bad, but you know what? Yep. We need to go. We need to just pool our money and get tickets and like fucking just I don't know. We need to do something. Figure it out. <laughs> like uh, what we should do is we should have a GoFundMe. We're like we'll raise money, and the benefit is we'll wear spy glasses where we go. <laughs> 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 like talking talking to Andy Wardle like with the chest all out like a little square what, underneath what your shirt what we need to do like I don't even know if this works we need to find a commodity that they don't have over there like it used to be Levi's they didn't fucking like Levi's used to be like a bit like real expensive there 
because they were like an import and they didn't make them there. So like Levi's used to be like super expensive in Europe. So I had a teacher when I was in high school that would just go down here to Ward's Apparel, which is the biggest Levi distributor. Like it's the biggest Levi store in the United States. It's in Mooresville, which is one town over. And he'd just buy like two full suitcases full of Levi's in different sizes and fly to Europe and then sell the Levi's when he was there. And it would pay for his whole trip. Shut the fuck up. Like, really? Fucking for real. Went every year. Went to a Europe trip every year and just fucking sold Levi's to pay for it. Now, this was in late 90s. (laughs) We need to get on. Like, we got to find find something they want and need that we have that we can just buy. And, you know, like, Levi's, like, here, you know, Levi's were cheap, and he wasn't like gouging people. Like he was still selling them below market price there, so they were getting a deal, but he was still making money. Huh? What is ridiculously overpriced? We'll have to figure something out. I feel like I feel like Ben's listening to this right now. I feel like Ben would be a good good answer. Like, I feel like he. Well, know. the problem is you're talking '90s. Like now, there's shit like Amazon. Like the, <clears throat> the world is so connected with world trade. There's really not like if somebody wants something, they can typically get it for pretty cheap. I mean, in the '90s, you're talking like it's like the dark days. Like when you wanted something, you had to go to the fucking store and buy it. If the store didn't have it. You're pretty much fucked. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe like a PS4. I, or I remember calling. Calling Games Workshop in the fucking UK with the silly ring, bling bling, and getting somebody with an accent I couldn't understand on the phone, trying to order some all metal one piece catching jungle fighters that you had to read off a fucking thirty three number part code for Katachan B. You'd have to go through and go for these. You had the giant ass fucking catalog, you know, uh-huh. like dark times, man. Dark times. <laughs> I still got the catalogs. The night I got, I think it's the '94 one. Is the '93 one? I think it's the late, the the earliest one I have. It's got Gorka Morka on the front of it. '93 <laughs> or '94. It's pretty funny. So what are we'll what are you doing? So so oh, I finally figured out a display board for my black shields. While we're talking about hobby stuff. What are you going to do? Because the, the problem is I'm flying to Texas, so it can't be – we've talked about this. Like, it's hard to get something 3D that looks cool and, like, fly with it. So I plan on getting some of those – so I got these city rubble bases. So I think I'm going to get some of those secret weapon miniature city tiles that are one by one. Yeah. And just get, like, six of those things because they're thin – and I can paint them up and take them apart. And I think that those big pouches on the side of a battle foam bag, I can paint six of those up and then easily throw them in the pouches of my bag. And six, then six of them. Yeah. That's a two by three, right? Maybe I can four. show you what the, I can measure out six. I have, I have six of those tiles right here next to me. So if you want, yeah, to they like should be, one, they're one by one tiles. It should be a two by three. No, area. like, like how, th- how thick they are. Like to see if they'd fit in a battle foam bag. It's probably gonna be about that. Oh, thick. the secret weapon ones. The city tiles are only an inch. They're they have to be less than an inch thick. He couldn't press anything thicker than that. They're all less than an inch. I'll see. I think so. I think you're right. 
and I I the pouch the pouch is the whole height of the bag. So the idea is you would put two of them side by side in the bottom, and then there's one sitting on top, and then you got pouches on each side. Because I have an old Battlefilm bag before they put the Molly shit on it that just had mm-hmm. the big pouches that they're like full length on the side. So that's what I'll take. Oops, I kicked my desk. That's not a thunderstorm, folks. <laughs> that sounds um, very thunderstormy. So I think I'll do that, and then I'll paint up some other terrain and stuff to put on it, and I should be able to fit that in my normal like troop trays and shit for a display. So it's not going to be fancy. It's not like super like 3D, one piece, all bunch of crazy shit, but I don't really know what else I can do to travel on a plane and still have a display board. It's, there's only so much you can do. It's not like Adepticon where I can go all out because I can, like, you know, throw it in the car and drive it. So as long as it fits in a car. For sure. I understand. I understand completely. But I want to have something. want to win the painting award, man. Hey. It's the goal. You're going to be up against Scott Unger and Matt Edlund. Both are going to be pretty... They're pretty pretty high end painters. Oh, and well, Samson is Samson going? Yeah, I think Samson's coming. F- we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Samson Samson get a face off two weekends in a row. <laughs> I'm, I'm not mad at losing to Samson. I'd be happy. I'd be happy if Samson won too. I'm trying to remember what I did here. Not that I would be unhappy if those other two guys won or didn't win. I just don't know them. I made my, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but I made my display board all dirty. Just got to paint up these now. You were talking about that, where you were talking about uh, how you had to spray it with matte varnish. Yeah, matte varnish first. And then I have to wipe it off with a sock. So it it looks super (laughs) grungy. I have a dirty sock down here. Yeah, I know. We laughed about that, because remember you were using boxer shorts or whatever to wipe the, the, uh, it looked like you had shitty boxers, because you were wiping down the... uh, the streaking grime with boxers that it looked like, yeah. like somebody just had shitty boxers like laying in the floor of your room. You bring yeah. you bring it bring a chick home from out night party and she walks in your room and sees these like just shitty boxers laying in your floor. And you're like, oh no, that's uh, a that's <laughs> AK Interactive. She's like out of that. You're like, oh well, bye. Had a nice time. <laughs> Before you react to the <laughs> obviously crusty sock on the ground and the sh- <laughs> and the brown streaked boxers. It's all part of my hobby. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound any better. <laughs> her, her, I, I have a room dedicated to my hobby, and she, she goes all like uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, and then like I open it up, and then <laughs> these are my miniatures. Oh, <laughs> then she leaves. <laughs> then she's done. <laughs> uh. All right. I can't paint and do this podcast, so this has to wait. So, yeah, man, I've got my Day of Revelation list on the way. Last night, I painted five dudes, got them to your um, to your blackwash level, where you go through with the thin no coat of yep. no oil on all the recesses. Yep. And so now i got to go through with the the edge highlighting of bloody red but i also use the uh like you know how on the blood angels upgrade kits they have all the gold trim on everything like the the really like spaghetti the spaghetti on everything (laughs) yeah (laughs) the spaghetti that's what Uh, it looks like 
I use the uh, Vallejo I liquid. I I scrape. I scrape it off. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I use the Vallejo uh, liquid gold on it. Super good, dude. Super nice gold. And they look super good. Like I, I just got like the tiniest little bit of Vallejo liquid gold, and I followed the spaghetti, and it goes on so well that all I had to do was just like kind of like draw on it like you would a marker. And it mm-hmm. just stayed, dude. And so, like, it's a super bright, like, yellow gold. Look, it looks really good against that red. Hmm. But, but I got five of them done last night. I, I wish know. that red, like, the red that I paint, I don't think it looks that great in photos. I mean, it looks okay, but in person, it's, like, ten times better. It pops, dude. You got to adjust that saturation in the Instagram filter to make it look even more red. Look, I'll do that right now. Take one that's, of your photos. That's that's more more words I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll take your. I'll, I'll do it and I'll send it to you here in just a second. But yeah, because we were a lot like we were talking last night on the podcast thing. I was talking about my red. So my word bearers are. It's scarlet red. From Vallejo with another layer of gory red on top, so you get two shades of dark red. My black shields are those same two shades, and then I put a third shade of Mephiston red. And then my blood angels are all that, and then just an extra shade of bloody red. So really, if you look at them, my black shields, my word bears, my blood angels are all kind of painted the same. They're just like an extra shade on top. So, like, the first two shades of my Blood Angels are my Word Bearers. The first three are my Black Shields, and then all of them are the Blood Angels. <laughs> That's fucking badass. At least you know your reds. Yeah. Now, I do line highlight, because I'm, I'm line highlighting these with, I think it's Wazdaka red. It's like a slightly orange red from Games Workshop, the Black Shields. And then I line highlight the Blood Angels with Bloody Red from Vallejo. And then I line highlight the Word Bearers with... I think it's Screamer Pink. It's like a pink, red, or a dark pink, purple color. I don't know. I just can't see how you got the jet bikes done, dude. Like, I do not, like, the jet bikes are, like, easily the thing that I don't understand how you paint it so cleanly. Because I don't understand how the edge highlighting works on the jet bikes. Like, if I'm ever, like, confident in my, hey, this is starting to look like Ryan's red, I just go look at your jet bikes, and I'm like, no, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's garbage and I throw everything away. <laughs> I have a special resin garbage bin. <laughs> it's like this is all trash. And I just fill that garbage bin with uh simple green. Well, that's the army I'm taking to Adepticon, so hopefully it's you know pretty decent showing. Yeah. It'd be alright. You gotta be alright. So I don't know. I think that's what black I'm working shields. On. Right now, I think my word bearers are my best-looking army. But people seem to like my blood angels a lot. It's weird to me because the word bearers are way more work, but people seem to like the blood angels better, even though it's fairly basic skill-level-wise, I think. Because they're blinding. It's like a blinding red. A blinding clean red. It takes everybody back to whenever they first started the hobby. These guys right here. This picture. Individually, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. That one. Mm. 
I'll get there. Got to go hang out with you for a little bit. Next time you're here, we'll paint a model together. It's pretty, it's fucking easy, man. It really is. It's not hard at all. The I'm hardest part's the line highlighting, and it's not that it's hard because it's easy. Like it's easy to explain and do. It's it's just keeping your brush, the pressure of your brush, consistent, and keeping the line straight. Which most people don't even line highlight anymore. Like, a lot of people that, like, pro-paint shit see my stuff, and they're like, oh, you're still line-highlighting? Like, fucking 1999 called once it's paintbrushes back. <laughs> Dude, this is insane. Wait, I'm about to, I'm about to pop you this picture. I just, I, I, like, bumped up the saturation in Instagram. Oh, man. You're gonna lose your lose your shit. Anyway, I'm sending it to you. <clears throat> so what's next on the like that that's all I have. Do you have anything else for hobby progress before we, we move on? No, that's it. Just working on my black shields. Like I said, I got my bases in, finished some terminators, working on working on everything. Working on these at home, working on shit at work, doing just wherever I can find time to work on stuff, just working on Black Shield stuff. And you you guys, Michael's going to post the pictures of what I'm working on for you guys to see. So, Unless Ryan beats me to it. No, you, you can do it. I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at posting the pictures he sends. Okay. I sent off models what, uh, for the last uh, Toys for Tots auction. The oh, yeah? imperialists, they're going to look sick as shit. It's a good army, too. I wrote the list for it. I think people are going to... It's going to be a mean... It's got a... Not a mean list. It's a very good list. It's a strong list. And it has a lot of cool models in it that you'll want to use if you play Imperial Fist. And it's going to be one of the better painted uh, Toys for Tots auctions that we've done, too. I showed you the Contemptor for it. Yeah. I saw it. I saw the list, too. I'm pretty excited about that. I hope you guys go look at that army on eBay and really consider it. I mean, it's going to be a pretty nice little. Well, it's not up yet. It's not. It'll be a while. We're still in the process of painting it. But uh, the World Eater army sold for a shitload of money. I was pretty. I know that the wor the uh, the guys were thrilled. The uh, freebooters guys. I also sent you the Imperial Knight picture because I feel like. That looks way closer to real life, what you just sent me. Yeah, I know. I've seen them in real life. That's why, like, yeah. You still can't see all the shades as... that. That's about how bright they are, but you really can't see all the line highlighting and shade work in the pictures for whatever reason. It's pretty cool, though. What do you think about that Imperial Knight and the FAQ? Oh, the weird arcs? Yeah, it's odd. Like, I don't... Well, for one... Oh, game Okay, just shot. so y'all know what we're looking at right now. So, while I was going to go steal a picture for Ryan, uh, I got sent a message with the Imperial Knight uh, new arcs that Games Workshop put in their FAQs. I guess they're not new arcs. They're just trying to explain the arcs. Oh, no, they're new. They, well, like, they literally ignored their own rules. They're like, 
Remember how we said all walkers uh, have a 45-degree arc to the front with the weapons? Yeah, we were just kidding. It's totally different for this one model because we say so, which is fine, I guess. But, like, you just... I don't know. This is why it drives me nuts when people, like, going back to the Melt-A-Bomb thing where people are like, it's not an errata. They're just, I'm like, so is this not an errata? Is this, like, literally right above they put... You know, does this mean that, like, it says, walkers say that they follow the rules for shooting walkers. Does this mean that all weapons in Imperial Knight are limited to a 45-degree front arc, including their arms, which can physically move more than 45, and their carapace weapon, which can physically rotate 360? And then, below that, they're just like, nah, just kidding, it's 90 degrees. And then they have, like, the weirdest fucking arc I've ever seen on any 40K. <laughs> Dude, for real, that weapons. arc's terrible. <laughs> like a castigator got just got so much worse like the castigator already sucked but now it's like what do you mean you the mean the castigator Crusader? yeah the the castigator the one that has like this art with the twin twin uh twin linked bolt cannon yeah bolt cannon but see that's the thing like i don't I guess it's not that big a deal. You just turn your model a different way. The ones that are going to suffer are the ones that have two guns, like the Crusader. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I want to shoot this Dreadnought. So I can't, like, it's not wide enough to, if I'm facing directly forward at it, it's not wide enough to put, because it has this lane that's straight ahead in front of it that you can't shoot into. So you're going to have to, like, shuffle it over to get it in the firing arc of one gun. Because, like, a Dreadnought base isn't wide enough to be in both arcs at the same time. Ugh. If that makes any sense. Yeah. A so Castigator just... or something that just has one gun on it, that doesn't matter. You just, you know what I'm saying? Like, if this is the model, and this is the edge of the shooting arc with the with the Knight, you just line it up to where it's that, but you're still facing forward. The problem is going to be if you have... Like I said, two shooting arcs. You have one here and one here, and this guy's in the middle. You're only going to be able to shuffle it where one of them is in and one of them's not. Ugh. Yeah. I guess my thing is, like, look at what you have to, like, expose, to, like, just to get your one arm shooting. Like, you basically got to show, like, as much of your side to the enemy as you can. Yeah, it's going to be easier for them to get side shots on you. Like, if you want your left arm to shoot, you're going to have to, like, like, and you want to shoot somebody slightly to your right, you're basically going to have to turn your whole model, like, yep. to shoot yep. somebody over over in the right corner. Why wouldn't you take that, why wouldn't you take that 90 degree arc that's on those fucking forward. things and then just rotate it like this where they cross about six inches out in front of the model or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Where it's 90 degrees, but it's, like, where the, the middle of the 90 degree arc is straight to the front as opposed to, like, this weird fucking side thing. I don't know. I got a knight right over there. Like you can take the weapon and rotate. Like you can take the battle cannon and rotate it. Like oh, this. I know. I know. <laughs> it, I don't know. I've given it. Like I think they're just trolling people at this point. Like let's just see what kind of dumb shit we can put out. Like you know what? I don't even know. I'm gonna make a meme. I don't care. Right I don't even now. play knights. I just think it's funny. It just made me laugh more than anything. I'm like, really? This is what they came up with. I'm gonna make a meme right now. I just I had a meme in my head that you know the one where it's like Drake where he's like nah 
And he's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to turn, I'm going to turn the arcs where like with the, the games workshop arc, he's going to be like, nah. And I'm going to turn, he's going to be like, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm going to do that right now before this episode's over. That's going to be done. <laughs> anyway, so that was me trying to trigger you. Anyway. No, I don't like, I just think it's weird. I just thought it was funny more than anything. <laughs> we'll see how that works out. So now, like, you could, like, drop pod directly in front of a knight. Like, knight, like, you could drop pod. I don't know why you ever would, because they could just put their arc front arc up. Well, because they can't get Overwatch anyway. So I guess it would never really matter, because they can't be immobilized, and they can't Overwatch you. Well, you so. can take an. There's a knight rank that gives you Overwatch. So and then so, and then obviously interceptor is going to be heavily affected because like if you have a warden which is okay, just the one with the right. big chain gun right on one side and he's standing there and it's just on one side you just and go to the other you side give him it. the arbalester you just literally oh my plane flies in over here I'm out so like it's like the easiest arc ever to ignore because it's like oh. so then in order to like make him properly intercept they're gonna have to like turn him sideways. <laughs> where that dividing line, sneak, sneaky, Pete, the fuck out. Of this is going to be half to face like the direction you think the plane's going to come on. Yeah, man. Like straight up, people are going to have to completely revise how they position their knights now. It's going to be like show your whatever gun you really want to shoot all the time. You need to point that towards the enemy and show that show that good side. Well, the ones that's really going to affect are the dual armed ones, like the Atropos now. Because like when you want to charge with like an at like with a knight, because that's where they're best in close combat. You have to be close, especially the Atropos has that D gun. Yeah, that only shoots inches. But now you have that grab thing and that D gun, and the closer you get, that arc gets dumber because it's like right like so basically if something is like two inches away, right in front of you. Neither of your guns can shoot it. So, so like at, like mathematically, like those like your guns should never be able to cross, right? Ever. No, it's straight out. Look at the picture. It's straight so, out. There's a lane that's like four inches wide directly in front of the night. A straight four inch wide lane that you can't ever shoot into. I dude, like I picture cartoon wise, like a knight just like looking down at you and like some some like dude on the ground like this, like uh, 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 and he's like and just try to stay in that lane, like no 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 no. Goo 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 goo. It's just Oh, there's no pivot. There's no pivot here. So yeah, like so, there should always be this, like stream, like this ray across the board of blind spot for a knight. Always. Yes, but like I said, it's it's literally a matter of if you're just shooting straight forward, it's just a matter of shifting like a couple inches to shoot. The problem becomes like we were talking about if I have like three or four terminators or whatever and they're really close to you and you want to shoot and assault them in the same turn you're not like trying to bring both weapons to bear on one unit that's that close in that lane and then assault like you're not gonna be able to bring all your firepower to bear because mm. before yep. it was like if I, you're standing in front of my knight like right dead center both weapons can shoot you like it's pretty clear like i don't know it just seems to defy common sense i guess about to get interesting i feel like there's gonna be 
I mean, if you're playing knights already, <laughs> like, I get it. But, I don't know. We'll see. We'll all see. I'm making this meme right now. That's why I'm kind of... <laughs> oh, you're fine. I, I don't know. Like, I just... Like I said, I'm not that big into knights, so maybe I'm just... It doesn't bother me as much. I mean, it, it's just... I think it's silly, for sure. Feel bad for the knights players. But, okay. Let's go into voicemails. We okay? Do you want to do voicemails first, or do you want to read off like people's messages they sent in? Oh, whatever you want to do. Let's go voicemails. Let's go voicemails. Yes. Okay. So let's knock this out. This first one came in Tuesday. I just heard the uh, helicopter throw-up story, and you guys were wondering why we cut off our uh, our underwear if they're taking it off. It's because uh, usually we've got our boots on and we've got our pants. They're either tucked in or or they're uh, what's it called? Uh, so I, I I alter my pants. I'm not supposed to, but I've got like little fucking uh, elastic band around it, so it's hard to just take the pants off. When you got your boots on, nobody wants to take their boots off, especially when you're in some shit whole country uh, or in a bathroom, you know. So it's just easy to just pull your pants down and maybe just try to rip them off. But I'm an infantry guy, and I'd say that maybe 90% of us don't even wear fucking underwear because how much we fucking shit ourselves. So it's like not even fucking, you know, it's kind of pointless. And it's hot. Fucking the balls get all hot in there, and, and it's steamy and disgusting. So it's just easier to just not even wear underwear half the time when we're on patrol or even working. Like, I even even my civilian, I don't wear underwear. I'm free balling everywhere I go now just because I'm so used to it. Anyway, <laughs> that's it. Enjoy. So two things I learned about our military. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a recommendation for him. This is a product uh, a product advertisement, but we're this is a totally unpaid advertisement. This is this is. But this is a thing. So I got this as a gag gift for Christmas one year, and it turned out to be one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. My wife bought me this stuff called Fresh Balls. That's literally the name of the product. And it comes in a silver tube with a black cap. It looks like a toothpaste tube. And when it comes out, it's like liquid baby powder. So you squirt it about a dime-sized piece on your hand and rub it in and then rub it on your balls and your shaft. And no more sweaty balls. You don't have the stuff sticking. You're not like got the bat wing stuck on the inside of your leg. There's none of that. It's fucking <laughs> awesome. Because I used to have to work outside every day, um, like coal handling and shit. And it was always like sweaty, miserable, hot. And that was like the worst thing was your nutsack would be, be a total swamp at the end of the day. So you buy this fresh ball shit. You know, you take a shower, whatever you do in the morning before you go to work, whatever you do. And just... just Rub it all on the inside of your legs, on your nut sack, and on the base of your shaft. Good to go for the rest of the day. <laughs> we'll send it to our, our, our boys in green. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. It's, like I said, it's like baby powder, but baby powder is a bitch to put on because it's just like this powdery shit. So trying to like sprinkle that down there, like it's, <laughs> it's it, like, and then you sweat, it turns into like batter just because batter, it's like pancake <laughs> batter after you sweat in it. So this stuff's like a liquid. That has I don't know it's hard to explain but it's called fresh balls you can look it up 
And I think they have fresh boobs too for chicks with boob sweat. They got big titties with cleavage or whatever. So obviously, I don't. I, have, I mean, I have boobs. I got probably B cups, but they're not <laughs> not enough to like really be sweaty. So, um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I just knocked our wheel over, our prize wheel. Check out that fresh ball stuff. It actually works really good. My wife, like I said, bought it as a gag gift, and I now I use it like all the time. <laughs> You're like, oh, we're going out, honey. Hold on, let me put on my. Fresh well, ball. I just use it for like if I go work in the yard, like I'm going to weed eat or mow or chainsaw all day or something like that, where you're going to be outside and be sweaty all day. It's it's a lifesaver, man. Like you're like you wonder how you made it through life before you had it. It's so good. <laughs> I'm I'm happy that exists. I'm happy that yeah that exists for you. <laughs> so why is our military shitting their pants so much? Like I don't like that's just dysentery. They get dysentery. They drink shitty water. You're marching around in the hot sun. It's just it breaks your body down. It's just fucking hard. It's hard work, man. People don't realize. I mean, I've never been in the military, but just. I have a lot of friends that are in and uh, not that I'm even remotely comparing anything I've ever done to how hard that shit is. But, you know, I work in construction and shit, you know, you're outside all the time. And so you're in the, the weather. So you get sick all the time. And then you're, you know, you're out there, the sun beating down on you. You're doing hard work, physical, whatever. Now imagine like marching around with like fucking 80 pounds of gear on and you're eating pretty shit food, you know, and what, like, it's just bad. It's just not good for you. This That's actually, like not even counting the fact that people might be trying to blow you up or shoot you, which adds a whole nother fucking level. Well, here's the thing that like, I was just thinking about. I've never considered, okay. Cause like I've worked like really fucking like tough jobs like you know i, I, I work oil field before i was like nice it job like i was actually in the fucking field and so we had ridiculous days of like you know almost 18 hours non-stop work of just like busting your ass but what was kind of good was every time like you had this like ass busting work you were doing you just go to the little porter shitter and you just go blow one up like i gotta i'm gonna take five boys i'm gonna go to that hot ass Porta John over. Well, there. you don't get to do that in the middle. You're in the woods or in the that's desert. What was, that's or... what I was thinking. Like, like, like that must be the most terrifying thing. Like, maybe they, maybe the military gives you something to like make you not shit or something. I don't know. Could you imagine getting shot at <laughs> and having to shit at the same time? That's got to well, be the there's worst. Stories, there's stories of uh, in the worst, which was like World War One, where you're stuck in a fucking trench, and if you leave the trench, you die. So yeah. think about that. Oh yeah. So, like, you would hold it for as long as you possibly could because it was literally life-threateningly dangerous to have to, like, try to make it out of the trench to shit. Or you would just have to go to, like, some other part of the trench and dig a little hole and shit. Or shit in a bucket. (laughs) Or shit in your... They had the steel helmets at the time. They'd just take a helmet off a dead guy who didn't need it anymore and shit in the helmet and throw it over the the trench wall. That's real life. I was thinking about our modern military, what they do. John, if you can call and let us know how you shit. <laughs> there's a technique. I had a military guy show me the technique of how you shit, like in the open. Like, there's a certain way to position your body and squat where you don't need to wipe as much and stuff like that because you're you're not gonna have toilet paper and whatever. 
Oh, wow. Serious. <laughs> yep. But I don't know if they teach you that. I don't know whatever, but like it's something you probably pick up on. This guy's uh, been retired for a while. He was in the first Gulf War. But we were joking about having to shit outside one time and he's like oh there's a technique to it he was explaining it <laughs> dude i got a, i got a funny story i got a funny story that i completely forgot about until just now so it involves shitting so i figured just segue right into it so my little brother right my little brother is 16 years old and he's the baby of the family so super babied right like my parents are both like clock the fuck out like super parenting wise because he's so far age difference from us like i'm 11 years age different from him and my like younger sister is only two years younger than me so like my parents they've already raised three kids and like they raised my little brother like you know pretty loosely like he can do whatever the fuck he wants but he like he's also like my parents are like doing well for themselves now so like he's pretty much like that only child that like gets anything he wants but like has his older siblings to come check him whenever they need to. So I'm pretty sure you've dealt with somebody like that. So my little brother never leaves the house. Like he's like MLG level, like fucking Xbox gamer. Like my little brother, like I hope he one day decides like, I'm just going to go pro with my fucking Xbox, whatever. I'll do that. He does a Twitch channel, all that stuff. So anyway, my little brother, we were coming back from Austin with my dad. No, we were coming back from uh, Gonzales. We were doing like a like we went to this like state park, and like we did like some Bigfoot looking like just to go like see something going on. My little brother decided to come with us, and so we're coming back, and we're like thirty minutes from town, and like fifteen minutes from like a bathroom, and something happened to my little brother where he's like, "I got to shit right now." Like, <laughs> like I don't know what's happening, but I have to shit. Like, pull over. I'll just shit on the side of the road. Well, my little brother has never been, like, camping or anything like that. Like, he's never done, like, the uh, the outside stuff, you know. So he's kind of like, how do I shit outside? And so my dad's, like, just, you know, plop it, like, you know, brace against the car, put your back against the car, just shit. My little brother's like, oh, I don't want to do it that close to the road. So my dad's like, okay, well, let me pull over to this uh, this barbed wire fence over here, and you can, like, plop against that. It's kind of hidden by trees and all this stuff. And my little brother's like, I don't. Like, he's, like, not sure, like, how to shit. He's standing. He's, like, not arching his back enough. So, basically, he just, like, shit on his pants if you were to, like, shit right there. And so, my dad's, like, here, grab this stick. Use the stick to hold you up and just, like, plop down completely. And so, my little brother's sitting there pooping. And, like, he's got this, like, big stick that's, like, holding him up. Turns out this stick was covered in fucking ants. (laughs) So, so my little brother's, like, ah! Like, like about so he's to like, shitting, like he's shitting and he's got ants all over his hands. That's, that's look, pretty good. There's absolutely nothing. Like he's just like frozen in place, just getting bit by these ants. Just like ah, <laughs> ah, ah, like I don't know what to do. So he's like trying to like wipe them off while still brace himself and like. So, so I was like, <laughs> I was like, I could not imagine that panic. You're just like ah, oh, oh no. Oh, <laughs> oh man. This is so funny. I was laughing so hard. Like, I was I was crying. I was like, la- oh, the experience is so funny. So, yeah, that's how I imagine you. You plop down and do your thing. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're going to get some, like, people calling in and tell us how they shit while they're in combat. Yeah. All right, let's move to the next one. Let's move to the next voicemail. Hello. 
again, um, I just realized that I said something that, uh, you know, kind of might leave you guys wondering, like, why the fuck do you guys shit yourselves all the time? Hey! Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's just us in the infantry, but uh, in general, you know, you get deployed, you, you eat something you shouldn't eat, and uh, next thing you know, it fucks with your stomach. Uh, I think I've had dysentery on every deployment that I've ever been on. Uh, you're not used to the food. Uh, you may accidentally fucking, you know, drink some of my Iraqi or Afghani water, and that'll fuck with you real bad. Uh, but, uh, yeah, a lot of us have uh, shit ourselves uh, countless times, you know, just on patrol. One of the funniest things, you know, we know somebody to shit themselves is, like, uh, you just come back from, like, a mounted patrol, and the vehicle got to park off to the side because everybody has to come out and clear their weapons in these little clearing barrels. Uh, but it's... Right as soon as you get into the uh, the cough or the fog. And so you know somebody shits themselves when, like, the vehicles pull in, everybody stops, and you see one dude just run into the shitters. And as he's running, he then stops. He kind of puts his head down, then just starts walking the west of the way in. He didn't make it. Fucking shit himself halfway there. But, uh, you know, all we do is do is just laugh at him and make fun of him for shitting himself. And then uh, one of us does it the next week. It's, uh, it's pretty common. But, uh, yeah, the Army, maybe even the Marines, too. We shit ourselves all the time. <laughs> we, we shit ourselves all the time. Okay. that make, I'm glad he had a follow-up there for the exact question I asked after after his first voicemail. You, you pretty much had it right. You, 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 you covered it. You knocked well, it I, like I said, I talked to Scott and Chris all the time, and they, they dealt with all that shit. I just like how he says, yeah, we shit ourselves all the time. <laughs> I haven't asked Kenneth. Kenneth Kenneth was in Ramadi. I don't know if he he's never said anything shitting one way or the other about shitting. <laughs> all right. So let's move on to the next voicemail here. Let's go and see. Hey, guys. AJ from Victoria, BC, Canada. Just calling in about the whole... Melta Gate. Uh, we are uh, running a couple events up here in the next couple months, uh, Shadow Wars and uh, the Lanasi um, mission. Um, we're going to be basically just taking in most of the 40K um, FAQ, but definitely ditching the Melta Bombs. Like, it just eliminates too many things. Um, you know, I, I think it's just not meant to be done that way in 30k and most of the guys around here feel the same way i'm a mechanicum player so really like um it would benefit me for this multiple thing going through uh but you know i just think it's ridiculous so we're not going with the ruling and just doing all guys can attack anyway keep up the good work thanks guys peace fair enough dude so Canadian Victoria meta Victoria to Victoria is all melta bombs approved well like we said like Nova and Adepticon and Stiff are all going that way Um, I don't know what LVO is doing so it sounds like the at least event organizers I'm pretty sure this I think I talked to the Swedish guys and they're allowing multi-bombing like all the events that Freddy does Scandus and Lincon and that I'm pretty sure they're allowing multi-bombing. So it sounds like most of the bigger events around the world are allowing it. Hmm. 
Well, that's badass, dude. See the community just taking taking the reins here until we get a 30k FAQ. Or they need not to like, change. Not something. like we like I said. Like I don't. It's fine if they want if they want to get rid of the melt bomb thing. I guess that's okay, but you need to like make it not a hundred points for fucking breachers to take it at that point because they're like, well, it's redundancy. I'm like, well, a hundred points is not worth redundancy. Like, <laughs> make it like a twenty point upgrade for the whole unit if you're only going to be able to use one, or maybe probably less than that, like fifteen points for the whole unit. You know. No, for sure. Especially when they're only five points to take on like a character. Yeah. And then maybe uh, on certain units, I mean, even if like certain things just need to come way down in points, like well, we can get there because the, we have another email that people were asking me about like bikers or whatever, but like outriders, I don't see the point of them anymore. Like if you play with no melt bombs, like I don't like they're pointless. Like, they just have bolt guns. And the, the other weapon upgrades on them are so expensive. I think it's like 25 points a guy to give them plasma guns. Fast plasma guns. Something like that. They're it's just, just outshined. They're outshined by other fast tech units. Well, they're just so, like, I don't, it's not even viable. Like, oh, I'm going to take a 10-man unit of this. It's like, well, that's 800 points of your army or whatever for these 10 bikes. It's just craziness. So, I don't know. Anyway. We talk about this all the time, so let's go on to the next email. <laughs> so, Canadia, melt bombs in play. Hey, guys, AJ again. I totally stumbled over my words there for uh, the events we're running. Uh, it's Victoria Heresy 30K. You can search it on Facebook. Uh, the first event is February 11th, which is currently sold out. Uh, but you can uh, send me an email at Victoria heresy30k at gmail.com to get on the wait list. And the other event is Lanasy. It's a two-day event, um, five games total, and is running from March 18th to 19th. So still got a few spots open for that. If there's anyone in the like Seattle area that wants to hop on the ferry and come by or Vancouver, come on over. Thanks a lot. Peace. Stiff dates, man. But, uh, yeah, man, that's a... Uh... Stiff sold out, so gonna go check that out. Yep. Go check out Lanasy. I know Sam, my buddy Sam's not going to Stiff, but he's going to Adepticon. But if he takes that little, little good. Well, I hear that that area is beautiful. I've never been there. I've never been to that part of the United States or you know Canada, northern United States, southern Canada there on the west coast. But I hear it's totally awesome. I want to go. I want to go to Vancouver at some point and all that. So I got my passport now. First time I've ever had a passport, so I can go. My brother so lives in Vancouver. I think you have to have a passport in Canada now, don't you? You didn't used to. Yeah. Canada and Mexico. So You didn't need it for Mexico. Now you do. You used to be able to just go across the day, day cross the border, but now it's like, nope. Yeah, that's how Canada was because I went to I've only been to Canada one time. We just we were went up there to see a hockey game and come back. So we were just there for one day, and you didn't have to have a passport or nothing. Damn, dude. Five games, two-day event for that Lannisy. That sounds like a blast. Be fun. Five games is like the perfect number to me. Because like three games on the first day, you're always going to be pretty like wiped at the end. Right. 
And then like the next day, you're gonna be like, yeah, let's play. You get those two games in, and then you just like chill for the last part of that day. Fucking perfect. You get to like meet Dude, all your that that Michigan event. I just went to where it was just two big games. Like it was two 3000 point games, but it's just two. Uh-huh. I like that. I liked it. I didn't feel fucking three is almost too many to me. It's, it's hard. Like and it's, you feel like, so like, Oh man. Like I always tell my friend, I'm like, I'm like, Hey, uh, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty wiped. And she's all, what'd you do? I was like, Oh, we played, you know, three games. And she's like, uh, like tabletop games, like on the table. I'm like, yeah, I know it doesn't make sense. Like it, it sounds like I shouldn't be tired from this, but like my mind is fucking like done for the day. I'd like to go watch a movie or just like do something completely unhealthy. Like even it's so funny. Cause like what, like when you play an event, right, you play like three games, you're mentally invested in three games when you're done. Like I always feel like real shitty because like for that entire rest of the day, like I don't even check my phone, like I don't do anything, like I'm like out, like I don't, like I'm just like, it's so weird, like how like mentally. Well, plus, trained. there's usually travel involved, and like yeah. So for me, like the Michigan event, like I didn't sleep, like I was up for however many hours, like having to play, like drive, do all that shit, get there, and then have to like slog through three games, and then come back. Like it was just nice that it was only two. It was just so nice. We had, you know, there was a good break in between. It was, I liked it. I'm going to have to talk to you about uh, uh, Alamo GT this year. Probably have to, we're going to have to have a discussion on how we're going to supposed to run this. Because we ran uh, two games. Well, it was supposed to be three, but we ran two. And it was two versus two. I'm going to have to, like, get with you on, like, what the best point level for two versus two is. Because I think we did 2,000 points. 1,500. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm thinking that's what we're gonna have to. That's I'll, what I'm doing at my because uh, people who I'm putting this out there, we don't have signups or whatever yet. But on May 13th, we're gonna have a doubles event here at my little game club. So if anybody uh, is thinking about you know doing something in the Midwest or whatever, um, May 13th, which is a Saturday, we're gonna have a 1500 point doubles event here. I'll have to get with you on that because May 20th, I believe, I believe it's like May, it's that weekend after, I think it's the 20th and the 21st is going to be Alamo GT. And I think we're going to have to run doubles because of the amount of tables. So we may be able to help each other out on that one mission wise. Okay. Yeah. I still, I haven't wrote any of the missions or anything like that, but, um, I'm going to put it out for my local guys first for signups. Um, and once I get, you know, what, like the first whatever we'll put it up for just like you know general public to come check it out that'd be another good thing to put on the website dude our fucking right like yeah yeah like our uh what do you call it it, it'll be open to the we'll have plenty of spots because like my game club they'll probably because i can set up um i can have 10 tables running so if you're talking two players two people per table that's 40 people i don't think there's any way we'll get 40 people so I should be able to have as you know, should be no problem. Um, if anybody wants to come, they should be able to come. But super cool. But anyway, back to it. Uh, Lanasy was Lanasy GT. Lanasy. He said it on the thing. People can go back and listen to it. Yeah, yeah go back, check it out. We'll 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 go ahead and link it as well. Uh, We'll get that get that going. Get his email up. All you Seattle boys, go over there. Two day event, 
March 18th to 19th. A few spots left open. So we'll go ahead and move on to the last voicemail here. Hey guys, Cole Johnson here. I was just curious as to if you guys knew that Willow, the sequel, is in the works. I That's did. That's right. We're going to have a follow-up, and Ron Howard is directing. Mad Mardigan himself, Val Kimmer is returning, as far as a couple other notables. Um, so I'm pretty pumped. I don't know about you guys, but I think we'll have continued Willow talk on the Radio Free S-Fan for a long time to come. As long as George Lucas, Ron Howard, and Disney can pump this bad boy out. So, there you go, guys. Appreciate it. Bye. Thank you, Colt. We almost fucking made it the whole episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> an hour in, and Colt's got to bring in some Willow shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually did know that, but I thought... Val Kilmer's had a tracheotomy, I thought. So I don't know how that... He's in, not in great shape, to my knowledge. The tracheotomy where like you like smoke through your hole in your neck? Yeah, I don't think it's from that. I don't know what happened to him. Because like he was the, wearing this weird bandana for a long time around his neck. Um. <clears throat> Uh, how do you spell that? Hello, Ryan. Like that kind of tricky out of me. Yeah, I, and I might be spreading rumors that aren't true. I may have seen some bullshit Michael Photoshop. <laughs> spreading rumors about Val Kilmer and his... <laughs> there was like somebody who was going to offer him... Oh no, Val Kilmer. Dude, he looks old as shit. Well, he is old as shit. Yeah, but like he didn't like he. I don't know. Like I guess I didn't see because he was everywhere he would go. He would wear uh, these scarves. Mm-hmm. Which looks and good. nobody. Val Kimmer pulls off a scarf really well. But nobody really knew. You know, he was just you know how TMZ always chased everybody around or whatever. He'd just wear a scarf, and then they seen him one time, and it was pulled down, and there was something weird with his neck. So, I don't know. Poor Val. Yep. Being too busy being everybody's hero. Nobody looked out for him. So, I don't know. Hopefully he's, he's healthy and can do the show. <laughs> Indeed. Sorry. I'm making memes over here. <laughs> okay. So now let's go on to some emails that we actually got. That was it for voicemails? I thought we had more than that. That's it for voicemails. Then we got two that texted in. I realized the one that did text in was kind of more personal, so we wouldn't read that one. Okay. Matt House says, Teja Sector. So we should make a statewide sector where people could go to different cities, see things, try food, play 30K... People can host and show them around. The visitor plays a game, wins a coin, moves to the next city. After X amount of coins won, he gets a dog tag, which he can then use at any event that states are part of. 
Ooh, what does that mean? What does Tejas sector mean? What is sector? Is that a thing? I don't know. I'm confused. I need more information. That confused That's, me. That is the entire email. So basically he's saying we should make a statewide sector, which I don't know if like sector is like a... Maybe he's mean OS30K maybe? Like maybe, maybe. Where people can go to different cities, see things, try food, play 30K, which I'm totally down for that. Like totally yeah. down to like have like safe houses for like 30k players to go to other cities where like they can like be boarded (laughs) and have like a safe place to play 30k people can host and show them around the visitor plays a game wins a coin and moves to the next city so like you go to this sector you go play a game you're like housed up and they're like you play one game and they give you a coin (laughs) and like like (laughs) It's like your lodge metal. I was just thinking that, like, <laughs> you're like a hobo, man. Like they got like the secret, secret symbols and stuff. Like here's your metal. Like you move on to the next sector, and then once you get X amount of coins, you get a dog tag, which shows like you're running the like the Texas circuit or something. Hmm. Man, that's It'd what we should do. We'll run a Texas circuit. That way we can get John Carlo more games because he's all the way over there in El Paso, and he'll be like. The like sound like Pokemon medals, like you gotta get so many, you gotta fight all these gym leaders before you get to fight like the elite. Mm. So like John Carlo uh, will be like the the Texas gym leader over there in El Paso, and we'll, he'll he'll be all excited because he'll get all these games in. Yeah, because that's in the fucking Panhandle. You ever you see how far El Paso is from the rest of Texas? No. Here's Texas. Yeah, we're here. El Paso is yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, it's a long way. It's like me kicking my desk hours. again. So we'll have to figure out how that works, man. Uh, that came from Matt. Matt, so me and how you think that would work. Like if sectors like a, if you're talking about OS 30K, I get what you're saying. But otherwise, if there's like a program we don't know about where like you can hook brothers up, let me know. More info, please. So... That's that, bud. That's it. That's all we got for for fun times. Well, we got um, we got a reply for the world eater list that we wrote last week. If you remember that, yep, from Hurricane. I got them yeah. next on my list. So you want to roll that into the the list here? Yep. Okay. So Hurricane says, Hey, Ryan and Michael. So I listened to your episode 38, walking through the list, and yes, you have it correct. I am at a crossroads to where to take the list. As I said, I'm not wedded to what I have. More so, it was just going to take less time to assemble a list, what I have, and I'm going to try and be, I'm trying to get to being a closer with a fully painted force so I can retask a bunch like the drop pods back to the sixth Legion list. If that book ever comes out. So Michael asked, Michael asked, and here comes some information. 
chain axes can be found here, which is evil craft, is where he sent the, he sent the list for the evil craft. Yep. Shoulder studs can be found on the Forge World Eater Contemptor, but I have scratch built them before with plastic plastic rod. I just eyeballed the diameter and cut a small length and tediously glued the, shul- the glued to the shoulder pads. You can kind of see it on the first picture of my combat claw conversion guide. Uh, the Blood Angels claws on the Contemptor Power Claw can be found here. How it's a lightning claw, which yeah. Most importantly, the list Ryan came up with. I have so many Tac Marines. I just thrown them around. The, I just thrown them in and around so dropping some and forming another squad will work anything else can be recycled into whatever space wolves list turns out and whatever the space wolf list turns out could you clarify if it's a typo on the praetor with double thunder hammer blah 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 yes it was i what it was is his guy his models armed with paragon blade thunder hammer mm-hmm. and when i was just clicking through on quartermaster I accidentally clicked thunder hammer to replace the pistol and thunder hammer to replace the chainsword it should have been Paragon Blade Thunderhammer, the way he has the guy modeled. Double Thunderhammer. And just to confirm, which attack bike models are you referring to? I'm assuming the Outrider, not the Schmit, Schmit, Shimitar, Javelin, or the Plastic Games Workshop bike with Sidecar. I really like your list, but it sounds like you had other ideas. If so, how would you build a force centered around a Praetor, Surlac, two Apothecaries with associated attacks, or Vet Tax Squads in a Leviathan Dread in Dreadpod? So I wrote that list, so we'll go over that. But to answer your question about the attack bikes, the way I did my attack bikes is I literally just took a sim- a, uh, a uh, Outrider bike from Forge World and then also bought a GW attack bike. The GW attack bike comes with just a separate sidecar sprue, and then you get a full plastic bike. So I just took the full plastic bike on the sprue and resold it on eBay to get rid of it because I didn't want it and just kept the sidecar part. Um, I then just put a Mark IV torso and head and shoulder pads on the sidecar model and then rebuilt the gun to look more like a 30K version of whatever gun I wanted and then take that sidecar and glue it to an Outrider. And it looks very cool. I have a bunch of Blood Angel ones, which if you go to our Facebook page, I have a bunch of pictures of the army I took to Michigan and there's 10 of those attack bikes in the photos. You can see them on there what they look like so uh and i i actually we've went over it a couple times on the show i really like attack bikes for world leaders because of the quantity of attacks that they have and i it's i don't know i just think they're cool like they're because you get to shoot the gun on the bike itself the uh the twin link bolter and the heavy weapon that it comes with and obviously they're relentless, so they get a charge afterwards. And then with World Eaters, they're five attacks apiece on the charge, plus with the chain axe, because they have chainsword bolt pistols, so you can upgrade to uh, the chain axe for free. And then they have rage. So when you charge in, they're two base, one for extra close combat weapon, two more for rage, so that's five at strength five because of the chain axe. And then they also do their hammer of wrath. So it's just it hits really hard for some pretty cheap points. And gives you some anti-tank or whatever if you put, you know, multi-meltas or autocannons or whatever on there. So, just kind of a cool choice. You don't see a lot of attack bikes. I think um, they're definitely a viable unit. I've been putting them in a lot of lists. I think they're good for armored breakthrough. Um, So, if you run an armored breakthrough list but want to put something in that's not tanks, I think that's something you can look at. Uh, I don't know. They're just cool. I think that'd be cool with Alpha Legion, like put make some multi-melter ones for Alpha Legion and then pick Tank Hunter for your Legion of Stardy, stuff like that. 
God, that's fucking brutal. <laughs> that's a very, yeah. And the autocannons even. Autocannons on Alpha Legion. I've thought about that quite a bit. Right. And then somebody Dynat- asked about about uh, Imperial Fist ones. Imperial Fist ones, the they have you can put the heavy bolter on them. So the heavy bolter becomes BS5, and then also the twin link bolter becomes BS5. So you're getting two two different weapon systems that both go up to BS5 on one bike. Yeah. That's a, yeah, yeah. They're very underutilized for what they are. They're pretty good. I mean, I don't think they're, like, outstanding, like, you know, like quad mortar or something like that. But if you are building a list fluff-wise where they fit in the list and you're just looking for something different to play that's fun to model and play with, uh, definitely check them out. I agree. I have three of them. Don't play them, but they're fun. They look great in Zimortalis. I don't know if you guys can hear that. I was like, what the hell's going on? My Roomba, my wife bought a stupid Roomba, and it's going off upstairs. It's above my head, banging around. I don't know if you guys can hear that or not. No, I can't hear it, but I like. I thought someone was breaking into your house. I thought it was going to be like a, me watching helplessly. <laughs> He's in the house. You, yeah, it, I'm not helpless. I promise you that. We're good to oh, go. here. Gadoosh, gadoosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> You'd run to the camera all bloody. Call the police, and then gone. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Who needs the police? I got a big backyard and a shovel. <laughs> that took care of the trouble for you. So, so yeah. I was going over the world eater stuff. Oh, hang on. I got his list. So we'll go through mm-hmm. it real quick. Um, hang on. Let me open Quartermaster here. So, what we were talking about, so me and Michael like alluded to, like if you want to go Crimson Path, the way Crimson Path works is you have to be in your enemy's deployment zone to get the benefits. What's wrong? What'd you do? Nothing. I'm still working on this. Sorry. Oh. So, the obviously to me, the easiest and fastest way to get in your enemy's deployment zone is some type of drop pods. If you think about it. Because it's yes. like you don't have to drive there. They can't, like, screen you off or put speed bumps in your way. You're literally just taking your drop pod, putting it in their deployment zone. Whether they kill the pod or whatever, once you get out, you're in their deployment zone. You're going to get the benefits. So it works really well. So the list, if you want to try this, this will use a lot of your guys. This actually uses most of your stuff and has all the apothecaries and stuff in it you were talking about. So you could go, and I'll send this uh, to you. Uh, I'll send it to you in an email, but we'll go over it now. So you could take your the Praetor that you already have built. So he's got Paragon Blade, Thunder Hammer, Digital Lasers, Iron Halo. And then you use one of your Apothecaries as a uh, Gallon Surlac model or convert a Gallon Surlac up. You obviously have some really nice painting conversion skills. Shouldn't be a problem for you. Um, then for your two troops, you take one 18-man tactical squad and give the Sergeant Artificer Armor Power Fist, which is what your guys are armed with. And then you take a 19-man tactical squad with Artificer Armor, Power Fist. You got an 18-man and a 19-man. Then for Elites, you take a... a Oh, on those tactical squads, you just trade in their bolter for chain axes. So all these guys will be a chain axe bolt pistol. Um, Then for Elites, you have... uh, You take an Apothecary Detachment, 
with uh, two apothecaries in it, and you just leave them. You give them artificer armor and chain axe bolt pistol. So pretty basic, just fifty five point apothecaries, and you have two of them. So that'll be your three apothecaries. Those two plus gallon. Um, for your second elite's choice, you'll take five red butchers with uh, the dual axes on all the guys, and then uh, the sergeant that you have him. Uh, I think your uh, devoured has thunderhammer chain fist, so you'd give the sergeant that. Um, then for a second or for a third elite's choice, take a nine-man veteran tactical squad, and you'll give them, uh, you give the sergeant artificer armor power fist, and then you give two of the guys in the unit uh, power axes, and then give the rest of the guys uh, chain axes. Um, so make sure it's a nine-man. Then for fast attack, you take your two anviluses, so the red butchers will go in one anvilus, and the nine-man veterans with one of the apothecaries attached will go in the other anvilus. Then for heavy support, you take two Charybdis Claws. So you have two uh, Charybdises, and so you'll take the uh, one Apothecary that's left and put it with the 19-man for a total of 20 guys, which fills up one Charybdis. And then you take Gallon, Surlac, your Praetor, and the 18-man, which fills up the other Charybdis. And then for your third heavy support slot, you take your Leviathan, which is the one that you already have built and painted, which is the Drill, the Claw, Armored Ceramite, Phosphex Discharger, and Dreadnought Drop Pod. So this gives you five drop pods. You'll have two Charybdises, two Anviluses, and the Dreadnought Pod. So the idea behind this is the way the Crimson Path works is if you're in the enemy deployment zone, you get plus one to your Feel No Pain. So Gallon Surlight gives his unit a four-up Feel No Pain, so it's going to go to a three-up when you drop in your Charybdis. So you're going to have 20 assholes, and they have to shoot you out of a Charybdis that once they shoot you out, you have 20 assholes with a three-up feel no pain this would be pretty rough and then you have a second charybdis that has a normal path carry which normally gives a five up which is going to go to a four up so you're going to have another 20 assholes with a four up <laughs> then red butchers i believe already they come with a four six up, up feel no pain, pain. Oh, uh, yeah. i think it's a six up i got it right here i think they come <clears throat> stock standard with a six up Yes, they do. So that'll jump to a five up, and you don't even have to attach anything to them. So I would, in the first wave, go Red Butcher's Dual Charybdis, because none of that stuff really is needs to, sh like, none of it has good shooting. Like, the Red Butchers don't shoot, and the other guys just have bolt pistols. Um, so you're just going to hide those in your pod. So turn one, you're going to have two Charybdises and an Anvil come in and just jink and hide your dudes. Then on turn two, uh, your veterans can show up. You can take uh, Sniper with them if you wanted. You can take Weapon Master. You get to choose before the game. But I kind of like Sniper because when they show up, you can get out of the pod on the turn they show up and actually start inflicting damage right away on the turn they arrive. And the same thing with the uh, Leviathan because it can come in and shoot its two melta guns and its Phosphex on the turn it arrives. So you kind of want that stuff in your second wave because on the uh, turn that they come in, they can immediately affect the battle where the other guys have to wait a turn. So the idea behind the list is to drop the staging units turn one, plus they're very durable. Like, trying to... I've seen... Me and Michael were talking. I've seen somebody, like, shoot whole armies into a Charybdis and not kill it. So you're talking two of those plus an Anvilus, plus all those dudes inside with all that enhanced feel no pain. It's going to be so hard to clear that off. So it's not likely to happen. And then those... Then you... Then on you're piling on with the veterans and the um leviathan trying to just kill all that shit and everything in the list scores except for the red butchers and leviathan so 
you'll still have your three scoring units. You got the two big tactical units and um, the uh, veteran unit. The veterans are also going to have a four up, feel no pain because they have that loose apothecary with them as well. And then if also if you take Gal and Surlac in an army, they get that special rule where any unit with an apothecary, which is your two big tacticals and your veterans, can just gain an extra attack, one extra attack per model, and then you take like D6 wounds or whatever at the end of the turn. It's like you right. overcharge the butcher's nails. So you'll yeah. take advantage of that as well. So that's what we were thinking about. We didn't like I didn't want to go that crazy with your original list because you already had the Spartan and this other stuff and the dreadnoughts and they're already beautifully painted. So I didn't want to just discard them out of hand and do my own thing. <laughs> but this still uses a lot of your model. So now you have this list and then you also have the list we did last week, which is more in line with what you already own. So you could maybe play that um, original list for a while and then because you're going to have to paint your anvilses and shit for the other list anyway. So you could like build into that other list because you already have like most of the stuff anyway. And then once it's done and you've, you're playing with that, then you can paint some cryptuses and whatever and, and transition into this list. And then you also have two different distinct lists to play as well. For sure. It'd be uh what's the, what's the phrase like dug in like a tick or something like that. Dug in like an Alabama tick from predator. Yeah. Exactly so this list is uh, 2478, by the way. So there's a like 22 points there. You can throw some extra war gear, maybe put some more power axes, a veteran unit, whatever. I just kind of left it. Um, I'll uh, I'll definitely send this to you uh, in an email. If you wanted to go full blown scoring units or for the week, you could also make those tactical squads inductee, which gives them another plus one strength. So they end up going up to strength six, but. I don't really think it's worth it. I I would rather have them scoring personally, but it Definitely. just depends. It's very world eater. Like if you don't give a shit and you want to go full fluffy, make them in duck die and just have a bunch of total psychos that are strength six. You just got to worry about fast armies, but you'd be all right. Otherwise it's most, mostly everything will be fine against. Yep. It should be. It's a definitely cool list. I think it's very fluffy. I like it a lot. I like it. Dug in, man. That's going to be so hard to get rid of. Yep. So. A lot of feel no pain. A lot of... Uh, yeah. Enhanced feel no pain. So that was that World Eater list. Going over, re-reviewing re that guy. Next we have an Iron Warrior list. 3,000 points. Hammer of Olympia. From Evan. Evan says... Hi, Mike and Ryan. I'm a new listener to your podcast, and I love listening to you guys while hopping on the road for work. I'm hoping to get some critique on an Iron Warriors list. I plan on running against one of my friends who is tired of dealing with my artillery. I know our artillery is very good and fluffy for Iron Warriors, but so are a lot of bodies. So I wanted to make a list focused on that. I always say that the only thing Iron Warriors do better more than shooting is dying. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so this is a list that... Uh, that um, Relas would like Z Zane. So three thousand points, Hammer Olympia. Let the bodies hit the floor is what he called it. So in his HQ slot, he's got a Siege Breaker with Cataphracty armor, Kami Melta, and a Chain Fist. Another Siege Breaker with Cataphracty, Kami Melta, and a Chain Fist. A Warsmith with Artificer armor, Iron Halo, Digital Lasers, Mastercraft Paragon Blade, Thunder Hammer, Master Legion, Hammer of Olympia. 
under his troop choices, he's got a 20-man tactical squad. The sergeant has melt bombs. A 15-man tactical squad. Sergeant has melt bombs. Another 15-man tactical squad. Sergeant has melt bombs. And a third 15-man tactical squad. Sergeant has melt bombs. So that is, what, 30, 50, 65 dudes on the table? Yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot of dudes. Under his elite oh, that's choice, just tacticals. Yeah, that's just tacticals. Yeah, so far sixty-five tacticals on the table. Uh, under his elite choice, he has an apothecary with an augury scanner. Under his heavy support choice, he's got uh, ten iron havocs with missile launchers, crack frag flak, sergeant with artificer armor and augury scanner. He has eight iron havocs with last cannon, sergeant with artificer augury scanner. And he's got two seven-man. Tyrant Siege Terminator Squad. Sergeants both have Chain Fist. And under his fortification, he has a Void Shield Generator with two additional layers. Uh, so I think we know how this is going to run. So the Siege Breaker yeah. joins the Tyrants to confer Tank Hunter. The last cannons Havoc sit atop the Void Shield Generator, and the Missile Launcher Marines hold up in nearby cover. Pretty much the strategy is to throw a big blog blob squad with a Praetor up the field, supporting nearby tacticals, while the Heavy Support Squad pick off targets from afar. Tyrants aren't great at close combat, but they can deal with most backfield threats while the augury scanners on the Havoc sergeants give some deep strike protection. I put the last cannon Havocs on the Void Shield Generator because they are expensive at 40 points a model while still having only basic marine armor and toughness. The three AV-12 Void Shields help them against small arms fire while still giving them a clear field of fire from any direction. One thing I'm concerned about is fitting all these models on the field. One thing that I have done in the past when I run 65 tactical marines is have the squad of 20 tacticals on the field, two 15-man units either side, while the fourth squad of the 15 tacticals are in reserve to support where needed. I'm considering dropping the fourth squad and killing out the other two or kidding out the other two squads of 15 tacticals with artificer armor, power weapons, apothecaries, and exclusive combat weapons, since I can charge after a rapid fire due to Hammer of Olympia. Although I kind of like the additional bodies. What do you guys think of this list? Any suggestions? Sincerely, Evan from Maryland. Good God, that is like a straight up body count list, man. Right. So I actually, I like this list a lot. If you're going to do, me and Michael were talking about this before the show because people keep asking me about foot slogging. I want a foot slog. I want this and that. It really only works with certain legions, like at all. Um, Iron Warriors like this is one of the few that it works, like it actually works with, in my opinion. My personal thoughts on, yeah, you can maybe do it with Death Guard. My personal thoughts on the the only way to viably run a foot slugging list is to do kind of what he's done here where you take enough big guns that can sit back and shoot like he has all these iron havocs and all these siege tyrants where he can just sit back and pummel you with shooting and it makes your opponent have to come at you like if they just stand back and they want to trade shots that's fine that's what you're wanting anyway but you're you're better yeah you're better at it but hopefully you're you're better at it now depending on what tanks they take and whatever they can still have an advantage um but this if they if your opponent has more of an assault army that's better than assault it still like makes them draw it draws them in so that you if you have units that don't have like rhinos and shit like these tactical marines you can keep those back in your deployment zone or just kind of walk them slowly up midfield and it makes the enemy 
have to try to come at you to get into your back lines to kill all the stuff that's shooting them. And then obviously along the way, they're going to have to run into the fields of fire of your tactical Marines or get assaulted by tactical Marines. The problem that a lot of people have is they try to do a foot slugging list and want to be like aggressive with it, like move it forward. And that just doesn't work because if you're just marching at me with tactical Marines and you don't have any of this fire support that I need to get to in the backfield to get rid of, what like okay well i can pre-measure so i can just like keep slowly backing up while i kill your tactical swaths swaths of infantry yeah yeah like it's not that hard like so this list works well because you got all these iron havocs and all these tyrants laying down all this fire that they can't really ignore like and that's also going to draw a lot of fire while your tactical marines can march forward. Because if they want to ignore shooting at your tyrants and havocs and just try to kill your tactical marines, like, you know, more power to them, I guess. Yeah. And it's also like the tyrants are, are pretty resilient to most artillery out there. Like, phosphex not going to bother them much because it's only AP3 on a quad mortar, like quad mortar phosphex. Right. Um, it's only AP3, so they're going to get their two up save. The Iron Havocs, if you put... The only thing I will definitely... Did he put? Yeah, I put Artificer Armor on both Iron Havocs. So that's important because Iron Havocs automatically come with uh, Hardened Armor. So Hardened Armor is you get to reroll failed saving throws against Blast Weapons. Yep. So if somebody shoots like a Quad Mortar that's not Phosphex at you, you're very, even with your 3-up saves, you're not likely to lose any guys. And then if you put your Sergeant somewhere in the middle of the unit and you always try to put him in the position where it's best for them to put the blast marker, so he's getting a two-up re-rollable against it. And it's also good against Phosphex, like you could put him in the middle of the unit, so no matter where they put that Phosphex marker, it may chew up a few guys, but as soon as it hits him, it's like a stopping point because you're getting two-up re-rollable saves to stop it from killing the other half of the unit. Okay, yeah. If that makes any sense. No, yeah. So... Sure. Um, plus Phosphex only has a 36 inch range where these guys have 48. So you could just put them out of the Phosphex range on the quad mortar. And then if they lob normal shells at you, you're pretty much immune to them with the, the re-rollable. Up, up re-rollable. Yeah. Well, only on the sergeant, the other guys are three up re-rollable, but it's so, but what I'm get, saying is stay out of range of the Phosphex rounds anyway. So you have to shoot the normal blast rounds at you, which don't ignore your armor on any guy. And then everybody in the squad's getting re-rollable saves and they're just not going to die. Yeah, dug in. Alabama tape. Yeah. So the only thing I would change, like he was worried about putting so many guys on the table, what I would do is drop two of these uh, 15-man tacticals and just flop them over to 10-man sniper vet squads. Because you're going to have good firepower just like these guys have, but you don't have to start them on the table. You can outflank them if you need to. So it'll give you like where you can get into your opponent's backfield and fuck with them or just not have to start them on the table where you can see where they're going to make their push and then come on from that flank where you don't have this crowding issue like he's talking about, but you're still running all the bodies. Right. Um, which would be good. Uh, then you could maybe even put like a few, you know, melt the guns, basically just something to maybe get in their backfield to deal with their artillery. If you don't think that's fluffy to have outflank or whatever, you can still start them on the, the table. And they're still going to have, you know, their sniper bolt guns or whatever. But I would, uh, yeah. yeah. So you could do that. Just throwing that out there. Um, 
this he's obviously said his buddy's sick of artillery, so definitely don't put it in this list. But if somebody wants to build something similar to this, but was just looking for max competitive, whatever, um, this is a good idea. Like if you imagine something like this, but then put a bunch of quad mortars in it as well. So now you're having all these quad mortars firing, and then you got all the tyrants firing, and you got all the iron havocs firing. That's really going to give you that really good shooting fire base to kill a bunch of shit and make your opponent come to you. So if you want to do a foot slogging army, this is pretty much how you have to do it. Something similar to this. Make so the like enemy you brought up, to you. so like the you brought it up. The Death Guard uh, can do it because they have they grave wardens. Grave wardens are pretty shooty for terminators. They shoot twenty four inches, so they have a thirty inch range. You can move forward and then lay down all those crack crack. Uh, crack shots or poison blast shots and then you can also do the the quad mortars like we just talked about and then they can also take heavy support marines as non-compulsory troops to take instead of iron havocs you're just going to get basic heavy support guys and then you'll still want to do the siege breakers like he did to give them tank hunter so you can do something similar with death guard i got you yeah most other legions imperial fists aren't bad at it because you can take, you know, heavy sport Marines with tank hunter and then fill out with quad mortars or whatever. But because you only have three heavy support slots with them, it's, it's easier to do it with these, uh, other legions, but it's still not bad. So really to me, those are like the three, the three legions. It's, it's easy to do that with. You can kind of do it with other ones, but it, it's gets more difficult. I got you. Alpha Legion would be another one that could do it because obviously they can give Tank Hunter to all their shit. <clears throat> Pretty much anything that has like big beefy like guns on infantry, just like reaping can like reaping right of war. Like you said, the Terminators are good because they're like pretty shooty, but even then, you know, taking that many heavy support squads is just troops and everything. Right. Well, I like the the thing is with his list once. Because you can't just take big guns because once they get, actually do get to you, you have to have something to deal with them. So like in this list, the t like he says, the Tyrant Siege Terminators, not only do they lay down firepower, but when they get close, they're still cataphractic Terminators with power fists. So you're still going to get fucked up if you try to drop pot in. You're going to get augury scanned, and then these Tyrants are just going to shoot you point blank range and then assault. So that's the other reason the Death Guard one works well because Grave Wardens are the same way. They can lay down all those blast shots, and then when you get close, they're good in close combat. So if you try to go like Imperial Fists... The problem is they don't have a unit like that. So you have to take heavy support guys, and then you're still going to have to take something that if somebody shows up to fight in close combat. But the problem is that whatever close combat unit you take doesn't have the dual role of also adding to your shooting like Grave Wardens and Siege Tyrants do. Right. I'm trying to think. I can't think of anything. Until they get like, well, maybe like a auto cannon Terminator squad. <laughs> maybe. Well, that's only one one guy per five. You could do it with uh, Ultramarines, but it'd be ultra expensive. Yeah. Because of their Fulmeris guys. Uh, you could, like, I don't know. If people want to go, I don't know what people consider infantry, but once again, you get back to attack bikes. I mean, attack bikes, you put heavy weapons on them, and they're pretty, they're okay in close combat. They're not great. But if you attach, like, a character on a bike to them with, like, a Paragon Blade or whatever, it obviously really increases their close combat. Can Forge Lord take a bite? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Just that interesting. So, 
anyway, I just I wanted to go over this list. We actually had another list. I'm just going to email it to him. But uh, Nicholas sent us a Death Guard. He's wanting to build a foot sloggy Death Guard list. So um, I just went over this one to give ideas, and then I wrote a list for Nicholas of just units that he has on his paper that I'm going to email him. I'm not going to go over because they're so similar. So Gotcha. But anyway, this Iron Warriors list, like I said, is great. I love the idea. Um, if, Like I said, if he's worried about having so many guys on the board, just drop some of those tacticals for um, sniper vets just so they can outflank and you don't have to start them on the table. They can come in later and move into areas where it's not as crowded. 10-4. Makes sense. Guess next up on the list is going to be Raven Guard list. 2,500 points from Alec. <laughs> Super long email. <laughs> well, we we're, we were talking on Facebook first, so yeah. Well, I didn't get it. Like I didn't talk to him on Facebook, so I just get this email. <laughs> well, like I don't, <laughs> I didn't know you built a list because I didn't know he sent it to both of us. So like he had, yeah. like, talked to me about his list, and then I was like, yeah, send it to me. And then I gave him like critiquing on the list. Like we pretty much said the same thing. I think you went a little bit further into his list than I did, though. But we we mentioned to do a lot of the same things. Yeah. So. His uh, his list is a twenty five hundred decapitation strike list. Uh, so he's taking Alvarex Mon Vigilator with a jump pack with Came- Chameleon Lean. I don't know how you say that. Chameleon, I guess. Chameleon Bolter. Uh, he's taking a Damocles Rhino with the Dozer Blade. He's taking two 15-man assault squads. Three of them have power axes. One has thunder hammer. The sergeant has artificer armor and melt bombs. So I'm guessing the sergeant has the thunder hammer. Yeah, yeah, has to. Yeah. Then he's taking a 10-man Mordathan squad, five combi flamers, three combi meltas, two meltas, melta bombs on the shade. Uh, Then they're taking a dozer-bladed extra armor multi-melta rhino. Then he's taking a 10-man veteran squad with five combi flamers, three combi meltas, two meltas in the unit with melta bombs, and I'm guessing that's going to be machine killer on them well, as well. Well, he'll get to he, choose at the beginning I, of the game. Well, they can't. He just has one melta bomb on the sergeant, which veterans can't take a melta bomb on the sergeant. So I think he was just copy and paste, and it's probably copy and paste error on the melta bomb. Yeah, he did because it says shade on melta bomb. Yeah, which should be sergeant. And then well, you a, can't. The sergeant and a veteran squad can't take melta bombs. It's either the whole yeah. squad takes them or no. No, yeah, I was like, defending your point that he probably copy and pasted okay. it. Okay, yeah, yeah, Because you can yeah. even see, like, his shade on there. Right. And then uh, they took a rhino with dozer blade, extra armor, multi-melta. And then our fast attack, he took 10 dark furies with uh, melta bombs on the chooser. And then there is heavy support. He took a fire raptor with reaper autocannon battery upgrade, armored ceramite, and hell strike missiles. And his Lords of War choice, he took a suborbital strike wing with two Avengers with Kraken missiles and battle servitor control. So three flyers coming in, re-rollable. Pretty neat. So what'd you tell him? Uh, I told him that he needs to uh, take his veteran squad and his Mordathan squad and he needs to make them more role-specific. So choose which one he wants to do. I told him to take his Mordathan squad, swap them all the combi flamers instead of like combi flamer, combi melta uh, combo, 
And then his veteran make the machine killers and swap them over to Kami Melta. I told him to, if he wanted, he probably should switch over his veteran's rhino to a drop pod. So that way he can get a, uh, that way he can get the turn one jump on, uh, on Daredeos and Mortis Dreadnoughts because he has all those flyers running around. And then also, because he doesn't have any other drop pods in the list, I think that was just like one drop pod coming in. There's nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was it. That was all I told him to do. I said the rest looks like because he was like pretty pretty adamant about keeping his Dark Furies and his uh, Assault Squad. So it's kind of one of those things. It's like yeah, the rest looks fluffy. I told him to drop the the Damocles. He really doesn't need it because Alvarex Mon has that 18 inch bubble, but he still has it in there. So. Yeah, that's so. The list I wrote for him is pretty similar to the changes that you said. So I, I, took, I just don't. I don't get the Damocles. Like the Damocles, like the really like the that. Well, is I the, guess it re-roll. You get to add plus one to reserve rolls. Uh, yeah, you get to add plus, plus one, one to reserve rolls. But Alvarex Mon lets you re-roll all flyers and drop pods, and he only has right. flyers coming in. So right. like. It'd be super guaranteed that his shit's gonna come on if he takes the Damocles, but yeah, I don't understand the Damocles either. Then at that point, one hundred and five points. So, so here's the list I came up with. So I had Strike Strike Captain Mon. I I bought the drop pod for him, so he has his drop pod transport that he can take. Then I took a fifteen man assault squad exactly how he has it armed, except I took the Melta bombs off the sergeant because he already has a Thunder Hammer. I don't feel like he needs both. Um, then instead of running a second tactical squad, I just took a, or sorry, a second assault squad. I just took a 10 man basic tactical squad, um, and bought them extra close combat weapons. Didn't I? Yes. And then took artificer armor power weapon on the sergeant and I put, bought them a drop pod because in decapitation strike, buy them a drop pod. Um, and when they arrive, if, Alvax Mon, whenever he brings somebody in, uh, they gain counterattack. I okay. believe. Doesn't he have Alvarex something like Mon, that? Alvarex Mon, he... Uh... Let's see. I got it right here. Uh, if one of the controlling player's units wishes to arrive on the battlefield via deep strike, which drop pods are, it does so within 18 inches of strike commander, strike captain Alv- Alvarex, they do not scatter... Furthermore, models of the Legion of Stardust Raven Guard rule deploying from deep strike, deep striking vehicles brought into play this way gain counterattack on the turn they arrive. I've never used that rule. That's very dope, though. So I I thought that was kind of cool. It would take, uh, you could take advantage of that with the tactical marines. So that's like I was just trying to take advantage of all the rules and make it fluffy, I guess. So I, that's why yeah. I threw the tacticals and the drop pod in there. And then I bought them the extra close combat weapons, so they fight pretty much like the assault marines anyway. Just would not, just don't have jump packs. Um. So then for elites, I took an apothecary detachment with two apothecaries that both have jump packs. So one of the jump pack apothecaries is going to go with the assault squad that we just talked about. Then I took nine more Dathan. Um, the shade has artificer armor, combi flamer, melta bombs. Five normal guys have combi flamers, and then three three normal guys just have flamers. And they took a rhino with pinnel mounted multi melta. 
Now, I took nine. So if you want to, you can put these in the drop pod with Mon if you want to drop pod them. Or they can start in their own Rhino. So it gives you options on when you deploy. Um, for fast attack, I took his same squad, 10 Dark Furies with uh, Chooser the Slain with Melt the Bombs. Then I took a second fast attack choice of just two base Javelin Landspeeders. So they're just going to have Heavy Bolter, Twin Link Cyclones. So it's a squadron of two of those. Um, you could actually, because you have an extra heavy support or extra fast attack slot, you could split those into two separate squadrons if you wanted to. Um, but you could either run them in a single squadron or one-offs. Um, then for heavy support, I took uh, same same fire after he has, but I got rid of the armored ceramite. I don't really think it needs armored ceramite. The only thing that has Melta that shoots in the air is the Storm Eagle, and only if you upgrade it. Mm-hmm. And um, it will can't. It's a blast weapon. It can't hurt you. Can't target oh, you. Yeah, you're right. Um, then I kept his suborbital wing. So I did what you did talked about. I made the. Where's the veterans at? There's veteran tacticals in here too. Did I go over them? There's also the ten uh, veteran tactical space marines that have machine killer with two melta guns and eight combi meltas in the unit, and they're in a drop pod. So that's three drop pods. So you'll have Mons drop pod, the tactical squad in drop pod, and then the veterans in the drop pod. So you're going to always do, you can really, the cool thing about having the empty drop pod, you can kind of state, you know, it gives you, you, if you start Mon on the table, you can just do the drop pod empty. So you you can always get your pods with stuff in them, turn one. Right. Uh, Or like say they try to hide something in reserve from your machine killers, you can just drop the empty one in turn one and keep your machine killers in reserve so that you can stage it right. And then obviously you could always, if you want to do the more Dathan and the veterans and Mon all in drop pods turn one, you can, and then your tacticals come in uh, turn two. And if they come in turn two, Mon's already on the table to give them the counterattack. And then if you start Mon on the table and they come in turn one, they get the counterattack. So it gives you, like, at the table, like, when you set up, it gives you some options on how you can do it. I gotcha. That makes sense. And then the veterans with all the Meltas, you don't always have to go Machine Killer. Like, I like I was thinking about this the other day. If you play Mechanicum, there's very there's almost nothing in Mechanicum you need Strength 9 Melta guns for. Because al- almost all their vehicles are Armor 12 on the side or less. And then a lot of them don't have Armored Ceramite anyway so just normal melters will work so what you could do is just take sniper on them and just make them dual purpose so that they still get their melta guns to shoot you know the the monstrous creatures the robots tanks without armored ceramite all that because you don't really need the plus one um that and then they can just fall back on their sniper bolters to still make them a threat to infantry later on yeah so because you get all that for like real time right this last event you went to yes so, it's pretty handy being able to choose, you know, choose your veteran skill at the beginning of the game. A lot of people just put it on their list and stick with it based on war gear, which is kind of how I used to do it. But that was before because I always only ever used to run sniper vets. Now that machine killer vets are a thing, you know, and I, I run them quite often. If I play somebody's army that doesn't have like any, they don't have like armor fourteen or a Spartan or a good target for those melted, you know, whatever, they just run more of a standard list. I can always just make those guys sniper anyway. 
and get you know still get good use out of them yeah it's at the beginning of the game you choose right right it's it says at the beginning of the game which is the same wording as like warlord trade psychic powers things like that which obviously you do before each game so anyway i i like this list i think it's pretty cool and you gave him some ideas and then i came up with this this list idea so maybe you can take kind of both what we said and we I, I wrote this list without even talking to you and you came up with a lot of the same things. And then also sure. with the capitation strike, with the way the FAQ works now, all these Good guys enemy. have preferred enemy character, yep. which so that means they have preferred enemy against entire units as long as they have a character in the unit. Yep. Yep. Which is badass. Pretty, pretty damn foul. It was, it was legit whenever, uh, uh, what do you call it? B- before, like I'd make it work out by getting that independent character like in the open, but like yeah. now it's like ridiculous because as long as they have a character somewhere hidden in a unit, preferred enemy, it's pretty solid with this Mordathan. All those I think Raven Guard and Decapitation Strike are very underutilized. I mean, you could build a nasty fucking Decapitation Strike list because. Having basically preferred enemy against anything that has a sergeant in it for your whole army is next level. And it's very, I think it's only one of two rights of war where you get normal drop pods as dedicated transports that it doesn't like give you severe, severe restrictions like orbital assault does. Yeah, I thought it was independent character, preferred enemy, independent character. Okay, so it's any unit with an independent character in it. Yeah, I, there's a black there's a black shield one that's just preferred enemy character. That's so nasty. Yeah, <laughs> take that shit. Yeah, with your torrent flamers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, I'm sure Alex would be happy with that. Um, get back with us. Do you, to hear. Do I? Do you want? I, I can email him this list. I guess. Let me see. Yeah. Next up is the Salamanders Immortalis list you're pretty happy about. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't... Uh, I like building his Immortalis list. Immortalis is fun as fuck. It's a lot different uh, how it plays, too. So... It is from Douglas, right? Yes. So Douglas writes in, he says, good day, boys. Hope winter up there in the Northern Hemisphere is treating you okay. Down here in Sydney, it's perfect pool weather. Love the podcast. The break, the glass episode was too good not to listen to straight away. Ryan, I love the willow summary you gave. Val Kilmer was awesome. Still is, even though he's a fat bastard. Is he fat now? He didn't look fat in that picture. He's just old, man. You like, it's hard to stay in shape when you're old and like he's obviously has something health wrong with him. So don't shit on though? him too much, man. Is he, he fat? Yeah. He's not. Yeah. Oh, hold on yeah. one second. He's, he's, he's put on a little weight since, uh, his mad, mad Morgan. I get it. Well, he's sick and old. So <laughs> like, Stop shitting. Stop shit, shitting on him. don't shit on him too much. <laughs> I hope, I hope Douglas is like a, like fit as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go. Val Kilmer's on his way. Anyway, he says, 
he called him a fat bastard. Like he didn't even like it wasn't even like <laughs> still is uh, even though he's a fat bastard. Like goddamn Douglas, <laughs> poor Val. Anyway, uh, reckon you should make it a regular segment for classic movies such as The Goonies. Can't wait for the next one. Goonies is my movie. You watch The Goonies? I, Are you a Goonie fan? Well, fuck yeah, I've seen The Goonies. Okay, yeah, that's my fucking movie. I got a Goonies. I actually have two Goonies shirts that my mom, like, my mom, like, regularly buys me, like, Christmas clothes. Well, two yep. years, she got me Goonies stuff. So, yeah. I know I know Goonies, Douglas. That I could talk about. Uh, anyway, so it's now on to Army List. Looking for help with my Salamanders. This is what I have ready to go. He has a stock Forge, World Legion, Praetor, and Power Armor. One Games Workshop, Praetor, and Terminator Armor. By the way, that one stock Forge, World Legion, Praetor is not in Power Armor. But two stock Games Workshop Dreadnoughts, one with Multimelta, Power Fist, one with Assault Cannon and Power Fist, one Kalth Contemptor with Twin Power Fist and Dual Plasma Blaster, two Last Cannon Tarantulas, hmm, interesting, one Quad Last Rapier, 20 Bolter Marines, five Flame Marines, five Missile Launcher Marines, stock Mark II Command Squad, one Normal Vindicator, one Phobos Pattern Land Raider, Four Cataphracty with Power Fist and Commie Bolters. One Chain Fist Sergeant with a Sword and Grenade Harness. These are all painted or mostly painted ready to go. I've got another 40-ish infantry with assorted weapons from the Kalth and Prospero box sets, as well as to the Tartaros, which I know are pretty shit. I also have <laughs> some auto cannons, Volkite Culverns, and Cavaliers, Calivers with more missile launchers and a pack of combi weapons. I also have a pack of fire drakes, some breachers, rotor cannons, which sucks, but I love the look of the new ones. Breachers, again, <laughs> Forge World Praetor and Terminator armor, a Pravian, Master Signal, a Domitar, a Fellblade, and a Storm Shield. I think the one with a 10 inch ignores Storm, cover blast. Storm Sword. Storm, Storm Sword. Sword. Storm Sword. Yeah. And a few other bits and pieces. Would really like some help in putting together a 1500 point Mortalis list with 2500 point standard list. Thank you, Pride of the Legion, but happy for your ideas. I have been collecting and reading for the best part of 20 years, but never played a game. I really want to become part of the 30K community. I love big, stompy robots, both Mechanicum and Dreadnought flavor, so if you could fit some in, that would be awesome. I don't have a lot of hobby budget, but I've got a little bit, so if you could work with mostly what I have, you have a shitload, and I could always ramp up the force with more options over the next little while. Anyways, boys, thanks for the help, and your always entertaining podcast. And Ryan, stay in your fucking lane. So, Ryan, tell us how you incorporated those tarantulas in his list. Go ahead. Okay. I didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so, here's the thing. So, I just I just stuck to the Zone Mortalis list for today. So, I just wrote you Zone Mortalis list. Going over all this, the only vehicle I spotted in here was a Phobos Pattern Land Raider. Mm -hmm. So, it's really hard to make all this other stuff work without tanks like we just talked about with this foot slogging stuff. And you also, you don't have, like we just talked about, like how you have to have guns and this and that. Like you don't really have any of the stuff to make a good foot slogging list. Um, plus it sounds like you want to take these robots anyway, which we'll get to that after I give you the Zone Mortalis list. But I chose, with what you have to work with, it was far easier to build you a good Zone Mortalis list. And that's probably where you want to start anyway, if you've not ever played before. Um, start there get as many games in with that and then start slowly adding in stuff to expand it to a normal size, like battlefield army. And I don't, uh, I'm guessing he's from Australia, so maybe New like Zealand, Sydney. He's from Sydney. Oh, he said Sydney, didn't he? Okay. 
So I know there's a lot of good uh, guys in your area. I, I'm sure you listen to Eye of Horus if you listen to us and you're from Australia. There's about a 0% <laughs> chance of you not. So That's, that's um, a good ways from Brisbane, unfortunately. No, I know that, but what I'm saying oh. is contact those guys because I know they know dudes up in Sydney and can put him, like, if he doesn't already have guys to play with, I know for a fact Tim and Michael probably know guys up there that play that he they can put him in contact with. For sure. So. Tim, I know you're listening right now. Hook this dude up. What's his? He's in Sydney. Get your. I don't know what kind of. I guess phone. System. Well, Tim, Tim can hit me up, and I'll give Tim his email or whatever. Or this guy can just send a message into I of Horus or Facebook them or get on their get on the I of Horus Facebook page or whatever. You can find guys, no problem. So let me see here. Let me get your list. So for Zone Mortalis. Say bye-bye to your head, Astrath. Oh, no. Cutting Astrath's head off. Douglas. This is Douglas. All right. So I went with... Uh, it's the Zone Mortalis uh, right, specific right of war. So what this right of war gives you... We'll just read it real quick. You can take... Oh, it's not in here. It's on my phone. I got too much stuff on my phone. I got to switch from page to page. Okay. So what it gives you, uh, Legion Terminator squads may be selected as non-compulsory troop choices. Any one Legion Terminator squad may be given the Deep Strike special rule, representing a teleport assault, um, and then interlocking defense. While used in a Zone Mortalis game, a Breacher squad whose members are currently in base-to-base -base in an unbroken chain and aren't fleeing or pinned, add plus one to their invulnerable saves. So that's really easy to achieve in close combat, because you're lumped up anyway. So you're, you're going to go from a five up to a four up in close combat, and then you can also do it against shooting, and go up to a five up against shooting in ball, which is pretty damn good. Really good. Oh yeah. Uh, so here's what I came up with. So I took a... I built the Salamander Praetor. This you need if you play Salamanders, you need to build this Praetor. I know you have these other ones, like find some bits somewhere, convert him up, whatever. It's a uh, Cataphracty Terminator armor, a uh, Dragon Scale Storm Shield, Mastercrafted Chain Fist, Digital yeah. Lasers, Mantle of the Elder Drake. That's all yep. you need. He's a two up, three up, uh, with uh, what six Master. Six chain fist attacks on the charge with Mastercrafted, so he gets to reroll one with Eternal Warrior. This guy does not fucking around at all. Yeah, uh, no, he doesn't. So then for I played, troops, I played I took against it. that exact loadout at uh, that Golers event with yep. my Dreadnoughts. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Um, no well, I took it last year at Adepticon in the competitive event. My Praetor killed more things than anything in the rest of my army. On his own, over the course of three games. Um, so, for troops, uh, I got a ten-man breacher squad. Uh, two of the guys have melted guns. Uh, one guy is a nuncio vox, which is important. We'll get to that in a second. Um, and then the breacher sergeant has artificer armor, power fist. I love giving breacher sergeants power fists because they already have the shield, which means they can never have get the bonus attack for multiple right. close combat weapons. So it's silly not to give them a fist if you're going to upgrade their close combat because it, it's you're already you know, not being able to get two attacks anyway, or an extra attack. 
So the Nuncio Vox is important because of the no scatter thing. So the way Nuncio Voxes work is any you can deep strike anywhere within six inches of any member of the squad, not just the Vox guy. It's any member of the squad as long as there's one Vox in the unit. You can deep strike within six inches of them and not scatter. So the reason that's important is... Uh, Remember, this Zone Mortalis Rite of War allows you to make one Terminator squad in your army deep strike. So we've not made it there yet, but there's going to be one in here that does deep strike. And when they do, um, they'll come in off that Breacher squad and not scatter, which will be good. So the next unit in the army is uh, foreshadowing. Uh, five Cataphracty Terminators. Uh, two of them have Chain Fists. Uh, two of them have Power Weapons. You can put any Power Weapons you want on them. And the sergeant has a power fist. And this is going to go in deep strike reserve. Uh, when you play zone mortalis, half your army has to start in reserve. So you want to make sure you have units in your army that are okay with starting in reserve. Because you're always going to have to start half. So I'm taking advantage of the deep strike for free rule with these terminators. And also taking advantage of these have to go in reserve anyway. So you're you're kind of double dipping if that makes sense. Cause it's going to push more units out of reserve to get them to start on the table while simultaneously taking advantage of the rules you want to take advantage of anyway. Um, then for the third troop choice, I just took a five man tactical support squad with flamers. They all have flamers um, with art. The Sergeant has artificer armor and melt bombs. So I like this unit in zone because Salamander Flamers automatically get plus one strength, so they go to five. And then in zone Mortalis, they gain shred. So they're strength five shredding Flamers. And it's cheap. It's a 115-man unit. Um, it's, it's a really good squad. I've always had good luck with it in zone Mortalis. Um, it's really good at taking charges, too. You can set them up in a hallway and just be really annoying, like put stuff behind them and then put those guys in front where they have to declare a charge against the Flamer guys and then get chewed up. Uh, then for elites, I took five fire drakes because you own fire drakes and you should have fire drakes in almost every salamander army because they're awesome. So f they all they all have uh, storm shields. Uh, two of them have chain fists, and two of them have thunder hammers. And then the sergeant has a mastercrafted thunder hammer. Um, pretty standard loadout. Basically, it's just you buy they're loaded out how the model come from Forge World except you ditch two of the hammers and put two chain fists in the unit. Um, then for a second elite choice, I have 10 marksman vets. Um, two of them have melt guns and the sergeant has artificer armor, power fist. Um, the reason I like marksman vets is they outflank and getting back to in zone mortality, you have to start half your stuff in reserve. This is a great unit to start in reserve because then you can come on from outflank and get further up the board to get on objectives or whatever. Um, for the third and final Leech Choice, I took a Cordis Contemptor Dreadnought because he says he likes Dreadnoughts and he already has one. So it's armed with Dreadnought Close Combat Weapon, or it's, it has two Dreadnought Close Combat Weapons. One, one of them has a Melt-A-Gun in it, one has a Heavy Flamer in it. I feel like that's fluffy. So he already has this model, but the model he's armed with has, it says Twin Power Fist and Dual Plasma Blaster. So I'm guessing he's got plasma blaster in each fist the problem i have with that is that's 40 points to get four plasma shots and the other problem is they get hot on a vehicle when you get hot it just takes whole points off your vehicle yep so shooting four 
like you could potentially kill yourself in a couple turns of shooting if you roll bad. Um, and I don't, I'm just not a fan of it. I think this other loadout is fluffier and, uh, you'll get better use out of it. And there's no save from that either. It's just straight up whole point. Right. So, um, so anyway, that's the list. So it's the Cordis Contemptor, the 10, uh, uh, marksman vets, the five fire drakes, the five man flamer team, the five cataphract terminators, the ten breachers, and the praetor. So my idea with this list is you put the praetor with the breachers, start them on the table. You'll start the fire drakes on the table, and you'll start the uh, tactical support marines on the table. You got one, two, three, four, five. That's six units. So three will have to start in reserve. So in zone palace, you have stratagem points. So you could take a stratagem that gives you another unit for cheap, like a fire wasp, which is what I'll do a lot of the times, which would push another one of these units out of reserve and you can just throw the fire wasp in. Um, or the other thing you could do is spend a couple stratagem points on flanking counter assault, which allows you to come in from their deployment edge, which I like it a lot. And I usually give that to my dreadnought if I put a dreadnought in the army. So off the top of my head, if I was playing the Zone Mortalis game with this, I'd put the terminators in reserve because they're going to deep strike in and uh, not scatter on the box. I'd put the, the sniper vets or marksman vets in reserve because they're going to outflank and get on other board edges that I don't normally get access to. And then I would probably give flanking counter assault to the contemptor to come in from the backfield, like from their deployment zone, or um, take a firewall to push it out of reserve and start it on the table. I like the idea of a. A Contemptor Cordis coming in somewhere on the board edge, using its like fleet and super run move, like overcharging to just like right. terrify the enemy. Like, oh my god, he's so fast! <laughs> they can like just hear through the walls, like doof, 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 doof. something's in here. Now, here's my thing: I didn't write him a twenty five hundred point list, but he says he likes all these robots. Well, remember last week we were talking about me going to Michigan and. I, I one of the lists I played was a Marine Army that the guy really took advantage of. He took a Pravian, which gave him a unit, and then he had a Forge Lord with the Cortex Controller, and then the Pravian has the Cortex Controller, which unlocks two more units of Mechanicum robots you can take as heavy support. Yeah. And then he allied in Mechanicum, and they get their own robots as well. Mm-hmm. That's what I think he should do. Imagine a Salamander version of that. Because like that guy the, did it with Iron Warriors. Like the cat, because... The- Cassian Dracos, like kind of list kind of thing. It'd be super fluffy. He has a, Cassian Dracos has a Cortex controller. Oh, I believe. Better. He should. So, so what's cool about that? You could take Cassian Dracos. Let me make sure he does. Um, do you yeah. have your book? My book six in the other room. The the Eben. I yeah. Give me one second. Ah, damn it. Not well. Yeah, like an Eben Drake list. That'd be tight. Well, you don't. It doesn't have to be Evan Drake. I'm just saying, like, you can take. I'm pretty sure you could take Cass and Dracos as your HQ, which gives you a robot with a Cortex controller, and he's compulsory. Pulling it up right now. It'd be fluffy. And fun. K. 
Cassie and motherfucking Dracos. Where you at, boy? I know he's at Cyber 3D. You know where he's at in this... Bu- wait, 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 wait. Cassie and Dracos report, 252. <laughs> like, play some music like as it's going down. 49.52. Cassian Drake is reborn. He has two Dreadnoughts, extra armor, smoke launcher, searchlight, Nuncio Vox. Nope. Okay. So you could still take him if you wanted to. Um, but what, what I would do, you, you could take, you could either take him or a Forge Lord for your compulsory. Um, he has Cyber Third G and has some fluff behind him running around with Mechanicum robots anyway. Um, a Forge Lord has a Cortex controller and obviously kind of fits the theme. Or you could you could even take both if you wanted. But I would definitely take at least one Pravian. Um, and you could give, you know, put him with Vorax or Castlax, whatever you wanted to put him with. And then if you took a Forge Lord on top of that, because they both have Cortex controllers, they unlock where you can take either Thalax. I think it's Thalax, Castlax, or Vorax as heavy support in your yep. Marine faction. So you could technically go Forge World, Forge Lord, Pravian, Pravian, and get five robot units right there, just in Space Marines, if you wanted. Um, or, like we talked about, you could take Cassian and a, and a Pravian and get... The, the unit that the Pravian's attached to and then get an extra one for the Pravian then have Cass and Dracos with Cyber Thurgy and then ally in Mechanicum and do like Cybernetica or whatever you wanted to do. Take your, probably Cybernetica, take your Magos as your HQ and then you can take Castlax as troops so you have two troop slots that you could take advantage of taking Castlax there and then you got a fast attack slot you could take... Um, Vorax or Vulturax in, and then you have a heavy support slot you could take Thanatars in. And then you have an elite slot you could take Domitars in. So you're basically just running um, a mechanic army <laughs> at that point. <laughs> yes, but then also for on your marine side of things, for heavy, for Lord of War, you could take an Imperial Knight if you wanted to. So you could have like Knights, Dreadnoughts, and with Cassian in there, and then a bunch of Mechanicum robots, if he really likes robots. You can foot slog with that. Yes. <laughs> That's yep. a very... And that, because he doesn't own any vehicles, so that, he says that he likes all these robots, and he doesn't, he already doesn't own any vehicles. Now, the thing is, he doesn't own any of these robots either. So, the problem he's going to run into is he's just got a bunch of, like, don't buy any more infantry. you got plenty of infantry. The only thing i see that you're missing infantry wise that you don't have that you'd probably want is some apothecaries so if you're going to ever buy any more infantry get a couple apothecaries beyond that you don't need any more infantry quit buying infantry (laughs) (laughs) so um either get some tanks to go with all this like the very first thing like if i own this much infantry my first purchase would be either drop pods or rhinos like go see if you want to go like isfon five style salamanders like mine go orbital assault or go um more like like tank like put guys in rhinos slash lane raiders sparks whatever right or like we talked about you could go the route of 
putting all these robots in, kind of like the list that I went over for Michigan last week that um, Chad were in. Honestly, I'd say I'd like that list better because every time I see salamanders, I see them in uh, either orbital salt or I see them running around a Spartan with yep. fire drakes. I think like a straight up like salamander, uh, salamander cybernetica kind of list thing would be fucking legit. Well, like I was really impressed with the li- like. It's not something I've really given a lot of thought to. We kind of went over it when we went over the. We had that one episode where we went over rights of war. Mm-hmm. And we were like, we got to the, what is it, the Iron Brethren or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell is the purpose in this right of war? Because you can already get so many robots in an army. So I didn't really, like, I was just, like, throwing it out there. Like, I can already take a Forge Lord, two Pravians, and get five units of Mechanicum robots. Like, I don't need to take, you know, and then there's no restrictions on that. So I don't need to take this lord of war with all these restrictions and all this other crap just to do this and then take whatever i want right of war wise if that makes sense so um anyway we kind of talked about it in that sense but i never really thought of the idea of hey i want to build a list that takes real advantage of that and then i saw that iron warrior list at michigan i was like wow that's a really cool army i really like that idea love it dude all these, all these uh, different events, man. Just getting more and more ideas. It's fucking badass. Right. So, Douglas, if you like that idea, um, hit me back, and I'll, I'll write that list up for you or help you write it up. You can tell me like what mechanic and robots you like, whatever, and we can do that. Um, other than that, if you want me to build you an actual 2,500-point list, you're going to need some vehicles. If, if, if you don't want to go the robot idea... You're 100% going to need some vehicles, whether you want to go orbital assault or tanks. So let me know one or the other way, and I'll write you an army that takes advantage of whichever direction you want to go. You already have a land raider and a vindicator, so you probably want to go tanks if you go that route. So you'll need some rhinos, probably a Spartan, things like that. But hit me back and let me know, and we'll we'll figure it out. Badass, dude. Love it. Dudes helping dudes. I like that list too. I don't want to play that list. Unless I had like Which one? Death Guard. Fifteen hundred points on Mortalis. Oh, yeah, it's pretty rough. Let's add Mortarian. <laughs> then I feel like I'd be Mortarian. okay. <laughs> Alright, so next on the list is a word bearers list. It's gonna be two thousand points, last serrated sun. This comes from Timothy. Timothy says, hey, guys, my name is Tim out of Boston. Oh, dude, I'm going to try this. If it's disrespectful, oh, Tim, no. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been listening to a podcast for a month and a half. No, no, I can't do it. I was, like, was going to try a Bastin, a Bastin accent. Uh, listen to podcasts for a month now, and it's awesome. You guys are awesome and really makes my night shift at work more bearable. Love the movie pitches, and I would love to hear, love to be an extra in it. Fuck yeah! Hearing, hearing the lists you guys make are really getting me thinking about new stuff, and I'm reaching out to you for some help. Currently, in our local shop, we're doing a heresy escalation league to get more people involved. So, and so far, it's working. We have grown our community a bit. Our last battle is going to be 2,000 points, and I kind of want to run a last serrated sons list of word bearers. What I have in mind. Praetor with Artificer Armor, Iron Halo, Digital Lasers, Paragon Blade, and Power Fist. Console. Yeah, deck the fuck out. Console. 
which is going to be a chaplain with artifice, artificer armor, refractor field, and burning lore. Got hiccups. Sorry. You kill me, man. Your bodily function, you're either coughing or yawning or hiccuping or Dude, what's wrong get, with you. Hiccups just come out of nowhere. Anyway, three gal. <laughs> oh, see, hiccups. <laughs> Three Galvor back with Dark Martyr and Artifice Armor, Powerfist, and a Dreadclaw. A Vet Squad, eight man with Sergeant, Sergeant with Artifice Armor and Powerfist. One Melta Gun, three Kami Melta in a pod. Uh, they have Machine Killers. Leviathan Dread with two Siege Drills. Whoa. <laughs> Armored Ceramite, Phosphexus Charger, and Dread Pod. Uh, this is a 2,000 point list and what I plan on running, but will default to your expertise and judgment. Keep up the great work and stay free. It works. Stay free and keep broadcasting. Love it. So, what do you think of just his list? Uh, already, it's very mean. Like, uh, I, I dig it. The three fucking Galvor box. Like, well, here's in, the thing: all in dread claws. The fucking sergeant and a Galvorback squad for people out there are uninitiated. So, Galvorback are demons, so they already have a five up involved, right? Yep. Yep. So, if you give this sergeant artificer armor, he's a two up, five up. Well, the sergeant in a Galvorback unit is three wounds. Yep. Base. Oh, I know. And then there are three attacks base with rage. So on the charge, he's five attacks. They're, they're strength five base. So if you give him a power fist, he's five strength ten power fist attacks on the charge with a two up, two up, five up with three wounds. And then they're also tough five. So it's like a Praetor. So this list at 2,000 points, if you look at it, essentially has four Praetors. Because <laughs> you got the four, three Galvorback Sergeants and the Praetor. It's fucking ludicrous. Did I ever tell um, you, like, whenever I, like, more date a Galvorback squad? No, did they laugh at you? Yes. Like, well, Pete, Pete, um, uh, it was D. Pete Del Foro. Yeah, Pete Happens. Yeah. He did it to yeah. you guys over at uh at Now the, granted I had I had endurance up, so they had a four up uh feel no pain, but he he got he did forty fuck he had seven flamer guys and I think he scored like forty six hits on the unit because they they assaulted the, the rhino containing the Mordathan and blew it up, but then they were cl- because you don't get like any uh Yes you know movement, they were like Solid. all clumped up. So he gets out and gets like essentially maximum hit. So he's done like forty some hits to them. I think I lost two models. Dude, it's so fucking brutal. <laughs> like they just <laughs> you're so like bad. yeah yeah it's it's like more date like when it comes like more date than they delete units, but multi wound monster units like fucking Galvorback you just ignore them like get them out of their transport and then just stay the fuck away from them. Three units all on a dread claw. Let's let's re- rethink this. Yeah, so so right away, this list is fine. You don't really need to change anything if you don't want to change anything. It's going to work fine. So really, all I did was I messed around with some war gear here because I want to see a Praetor. Because I've never ran a Praetor with my uh, word bearers. I've always had uh, chaplains. I have Zardu Layak, two chaplains, and a librarian. So those that's all I've ever ran. I actually want to do a, a serrated sun list at some point, but people got so butthurt about my word bearers. I've shelved them. I haven't played them for, I think since the Michigan GT, I haven't even gotten them out of the bag. So I just haven't been 
super pumped about working on them. Um, I've been doing other projects, but I think I want to revisit them and do something similar to what you've done here. <laughs> so just don't go all, all witchy poo. All I changed was your veteran squad. So we'll, we'll just go through my list, but really all I changed was I made the veteran squad smaller. I took it down to five man um, just to save some points. And then with those points, I put um, burning lore on the Praetor because burning lore makes you a level one psyker. So my idea is to go biomancy with your Praetor because if that guy hits iron arm or warp speed, it's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> because Iron Arm is plus three strength, plus three toughness. Oh, I know. <laughs> so you're gonna, yeah. So you're gonna have a strength eight because so because you have a Paragon Blade that's plus one. You're gonna be, have a strength eight Paragon Blade on a tough seven Praetor running around. And if you go warp speed, it adds plus three to your initiative, plus three to your attacks. So this guy's already what four, five, six, seven attacks on the charge, which will go to ten. With warp speed at initiative eight with a paragon blade. That's mm. next level. And then if you don't get those two, you have a chance at endurance, which is going to give an entire unit of five up or sorry, a four up feel no pain save. And it will not die, which is ridiculous to cast on Galvor back. Um, Smite, the Primaris power is actually pretty good. It's strength four, AP two, four shots, I think. Like just a witchfire power, which is pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think of the other, the, the only bad power that you can get is, um, hemorrhage. Hemorrhage is dog shit garbage, but all the other ones are good. Oh, the, uh, life leech. So imagine life leech on a Praetor. I shoot you with two strength six AP two shots. And for each wound I do, I get wounds back. <laughs> and it's not only does he get wounds back, it's, it's any model within six inches of him. So you could like put him in a unit of multi-wound Galvorback. Like, he lands and then either stays in his unit or joins a unit of Galvorback, and then when he shoots, he can give wounds back to Galvorback guys that are down wounds that are within six inches of him. Good um, <clears throat> Yeah, so uh, I think there's also one of the biomancy powers, I think it's Iron Arm, gives you Eternal Warrior. So, like, it's just, it's crazy. So, and then obviously his chaplain only has burning lore. So I personally would go biomancy on both these guys. So it's it's the same Praetor you ran, only with added in um, burning lore. Then it's a chaplain with burning lore, artificer armor, melt bombs, boarding shield. That was the other thing I switched was I just dropped the refractor field for a boarding shield. It's we've talked about it a thousand times on here. If he if he doesn't want to for fluff purposes, stick with the refractor field, but for the same points you get the defensive grenades. With the same invol saves for the most part, it's just a better. It's a better option. Choice, room. yeah. Um, then the Galvorback squads are identical to what he had, so it's just three Galvorback squads. Where the Dark Martyr has Artificer Armor, Power Fist, and they're all in Dread Claws. So the three Dread Claws. The Veteran Squad. It's a five-man Veteran Squad with three Combi Meltas on the guys, a Melta Gun on another guy, and then the Sergeant has Artificer Armor, a Combi Melta power fist and uh they're in a drop pod and then the leviathan is leviathan with siege drill oh i just instead of two drills you should always run a drill and a claw so my leviathan is a drill a claw armored ceramite phosphex and then the two flamers and you lose nothing by doing that 
No. You lose nothing and gain more special rules. Plus, it saves you points. So my list is uh, 2,000 points on the nose. So really, all I did was swap the arm on the Leviathan and make the vet squad uh, smaller. Uh, and then with the points I save, put uh, Burning Lore on the Praetor. And then swap the uh, boarding shield for a... Uh, or, sorry, swap the refractor field for a boarding shield. But your list is fine. I um, like it. Either way. my Mine might hurt feelings. Um, the Praetor with Biomancy on it. That's fucking crazy. I want to do it at some point because I don't have a, a word bearer uh, Praetor. I was going to load mine out exactly the same way that yours is loaded out. Um, but do stick. the... But do the uh, the burning lore like I, I put on this one. Mm. You know, really, I, I like the Leviathan, but I really don't even think you need it. Like, that seems like a lot of points that you could put into more Galvorback if you wanted. Yeah, I don't... You don't need more Galvorback. <laughs> <laughs> like, if... Like, it, so it, that's for... I mean... It just takes away from the serrated suns kind of thing. Unless unless you took that Leviathan and made it like super fucking badass like Demon Leviathan. That'd be tight Witch as fuck. You could do that. That'd be um, so fucking... Why hasn't anybody done that? Ugh. I'm doing one for my Black Shields. With all, I'm going to spike... Like, you know how my Black Shields look? Yeah. I'm going to take one and put a bunch of spikes and studs and fucking make it all crazy looking and then battle damage the fuck out of it. Have it make like his legs like crunch in and he could like roll like it just like spread his arms out (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly like that (laughs) that's how my leviathans work (laughs) so yeah this uh this list is rough as fuck like really rough for 2000 points trying to deal with that What's funny is he's Oof. go he's going into an escalation league with this. So like he's gonna fucking just like, hell. Like these Good are all Lord. newbies. He's gonna be like, hey guys, uh, so I'm just gonna buy Galvor back. Yeah, just be aware of that, man. I'm not trying to shit on it at all because I mean we we don't play like here at our club. We play pretty rough, and when we get new guys, we explain to them. We're like, look, everybody that plays here is good players. Everybody that's here plays good lists. Um, we take fluffy stuff like this is fluffy. There's nothing wrong with this. Like no, there's fluffy as fuck. It's, it's yeah, it's also rough as fuck. So this isn't cheesy in any way. It's just I mean he's doing exactly what the right or wants him to do, which is take fucking massive amounts of Galvorak and put it in pods. It just so happens that that's rough as shit. So, but anyway, it just make sure that you know there's no hurt feelings. Like just be a cool dude, help people out, explain it because I mean this is a nasty list. Nasty, nasty. I just can't, like, I cannot imagine, like, it's like, hey, man, just letting you know, straight up, it's going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I know you've never played against Galvor back before, but you're going to learn today. It's going to be a learning experience for you. <laughs> like, yeah. It's rough. It's fun. It's rough. What, what What's a- good against Galvor back, though? Like, maybe quad mortars, even then, they're not getting a whole bunch of hits a turn. Really, just strength ten to double them out. That's really it. The thing is, they fight at I five with a, like a sh- fucking bucket load of rending attack dice, 
And then that Dark Martyr, it's like having a Praetor in every unit of them. I've never ran more than a single unit. I run an eight-man unit in my army. I've never ran more than that. And they're rough as shit. Now, granted, mine have, like, they're out of control, too, because you got Lorgar and Zardy Layak throwing a bunch of powers on them, which makes them really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But... See, my thing is, I like this list because I was going to do something very similar because I have three of the old-style witchy-poo-looking Chaos Dreadclaws that they don't make anymore with the fucking skulls and the mount. Like, you've seen my the yeah. one that I already have painted. Yeah, I have two more of those that are just uh, airbrush. So I was going to build something extreme, like, basically this list. Um, but I was kind of waiting on the fucking... FAQ to come back on the because I was gonna instead of taking the Leviathan put a Mirag Aldred in. Oh yeah. But I want to put it in a pot or a claw, but because it's not a Yeah, whatever dreadnought that goes in those, it's like Man, dude. I'm like super excited to see a Leviathan like all demoned out. I would love to see somebody work on that. If y'all have seen one, send it our way, because I'm definitely interested in checking that out. It wouldn't be that hard to do. Yeah, but nobody's done it. Fucking that Forge Master guy is probably listening right now. He did the he did the the death uh, the chaplain Leviathan. Yeah, and that's my next project. Way you in the future, the chaplain Leviathan. Yeah. But yeah, Tim, be be careful with this. This is the nuclear option of two thousand point lift. <laughs> exactly that's like with great power comes great responsibility this is like uh when you're part of the un but you start building nukes and they're just like bro we said like what are you doing like (laughs) like, and you're just like no i need them no bro like we said no nukes nobody gets nukes (laughs) well i already have them look it's already here (laughs) uh I mean, don't, I mean, that's not like all you can you could counter that like they're fat. You know, you could get around it with some uh, reserve manipulation and like outmaneuver it. Try to be fast. But that is a rough fucking list. OK. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Michael. OK. Yeah, it's rough. But it's it's definitely fluffy. It's cool. I like it. I dig it. Works for me. He could he could definitely fit in here. That's very similar to some shit that I see around here. Yeah. Just like, it's super fluffy, but also mean as fuck. That's what we pretty much play with here. It's pretty brutal, man. It's pretty brutal. Well, I got nothing else. <laughs> I got nothing that else for that list. <laughs> just going to stare at me and be quiet. <laughs> We're like, well, well, bye. Oh, I got no more <laughs> answers. Like, that's it. That's all I got. That's all I got, buddy. I just got a text that they're trying to get a hold of me at work. So, kind of see what that's about. <laughs> We'll see. I got an hour before game night, so I got to go get sodas for everybody. Well, I think my wife made beef stew. I chopped off Astrath's head, put a put a Blood Angel's head, but now I got to get the Tribunal blade to put up there. That'll look cool. The Tribune, look Tribune blade. Astrath has a new Blood Angel's head now. Guy doesn't have spaghetti all over him. Yeah. No, he doesn't. I'm going to have to figure out how to paint those veins and stuff. But he's going to be a chaplain. That's all he's going to be. 
I just you I'm need not... to make a meme. You need to make a cartoon where it's a blood angel, blood angels eating spaghetti, and one of them drops spaghetti on him, and he's like, uh, "God damn it!" And <laughs> then the time. artificer, the artificer guy's like, "Oh, just just roll with it, bro. It'll be all right." Well, like, hold on, hold on. This will work. Let's t- let's do this'll it. This work. <laughs> uh, super good. Well, all right, guys. Two o'clock. It's time to shut it down, boys. Y'all have a good one. Uh, I don't have anything else. I guess we'll just kick it to music. Yeah, I give you a whole playlist, man. We'll find something out now. (laughs) All right. All right, later, guys. Bye.